charger I have does not make the buzzing noise so I can charge my computer while I'm recording the podcast which is what is being listened to right now organic poison podcast uh today I have cam and cam what do you do who are you tell us a little bit or a lot about yourself dude uh, I am cam the maker I uh I do a blog and uh, some videos and a podcast uh, called Sip This 601. Um, right now, we just do sports and entertainment, really. Uh, a lot of sports. Getting more into the entertainment lately. But uh, try to cover a lot of uh, – try to be supportive of a lot of local or statewide, like, you know, programs and schools and stuff. And then regional uh, – and then if we're just being honest, man, it's just me. Like, so whatever, whatever I'm really a fan of, you know, Hell that's, yeah. what, that's what we talk about. That's what I talk about. Um, but other than that, do we just started a podcast, another podcast, like, uh, based around, you know, like, you know, what your favorite movies and TV shows are and everything at the time. What I do with a, a buddy of mine, uh, Kokomo pros, uh, it's called dead air. Um, but uh, that's that's what I do, man. I sit around and talk about sports and other bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. And that's also probably like the most formal of an intro that I've provided at all. Literally, I, I feel like every time I go onto the show or record now, I don't even remember to be like, oh, this is Organic Poison Podcast. But I'm just so excited to be back on my laptop. I'm excited to have a new guest, especially you, because I don't want to say that I've known you because I only know you so well, but I've known of you and we've been in contact with each other for years now. <laughs> and it's it's awesome to be able to actually sit down and chat with you. I say sit down with you, but Zoom is about the best we get these days as old men. <laughs> hey, dude, and we're, we're somewhere, you know, near the same city, you know, like like you're in Hattiesburg right now, aren't you? Yeah, like, well, Purvis, Purvis. Pur- well, yeah, like, dude, you're, you're right down the road, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. I mean, it'd be far-fetched to assume that the next episode we do together won't be probably soon sitting in the same room <laughs> yeah man like when it rains it, like, when it rains on me it's raining on you you know what I mean? yeah. like, <laughs> absolutely absolutely so yeah that's crazy night you were living in jackson for a little while right or in that area dude i'm from pearl oh um, shit okay which is which you know right there uh yeah. like i've lived you know what i mean i went to school lived there my whole life went to school there graduated from there um we moved to hattiesburg around 2013 you know and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to pearl river right there in hattiesburg they got a campus you know and i did that for 
probably in a year, maybe. Yeah. Um, and just started working, you know what I mean? And just sure. doing other, other stupid shit that you, you get into, you yeah. know, when you're, when you're young and you just got into a college town and stuff. Oh yeah. There's plenty of, <laughs> there was plenty of that to get into around here for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. And, you know, we we were uh, we did a, like a bunch of me, like me and a bunch of buddies of mine. You know, we did we did music. You know, like that's right. that's how that's that's how I got to know you. You know, yeah. I was like, about to say, I'm pretty sure that was the initial connection for sure. And the hooligans, man. Hell yeah, that was uh, that's man. It's funny. I just texted J Rad the other day. You know, the last project we did was uh, the last shout out to J Rad by the way. But uh, the last project we did was American Hooligan, which we called our album. Uh, and I mean, I say it could have just as easily been a mixtape, but it was just one of those things. We're like, we never put out an album before. So we just, and it was pretty cohesive in comparison to most of everything else we've ever put together to, as a, a together and individually, like in separate projects. It, the sound was the closest to all kind of being the same. It was all mixed around. It doesn't matter. What I'm trying to get at is like the first like four or five songs that we recorded, we recorded at, my house where I lived at in the hood, I say in the hood, but you know, it was more in the hood than later places that I lived. It was the most in the hood I've probably ever lived. Yeah. But, uh, and we recorded in this spare bedroom in there. And like, for some reason, like I, I don't know that I've ever wrote down lyrics like on a pen and pad. I think it's almost always been on a phone. Like even when I was like 16, like clicking it on like little phone, like doing, that's how I wrote lyrics. And like, for some reason, Jared was like, we have to write our lyrics down for like these songs or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, I found these sheets of paper from that. Pro and like, this is something I've moved like four times since then. Like, and it, what blew my mind about it was the fact that it had been so long since we were recording those songs. That's the thing that shocked me. I was like, cause I thought about it. I was like, how do I still have these? And I'm like, wow, why is it such a big deal to me? Cause it's been like six, five or six years since we recorded some yeah. of those songs. And it's just weird to see how time flies. Like my son's about to be four, and that to me is crazy. Dude, he uh, like he does a bunch of like cool ass lo-fi beats and stuff oh my now. Gosh, yeah, dude, Jared, he does the thing. He, I mean, and he's pretty. Uh, he does pretty good numbers. Like it's dude. crazy. It's crazy how much different that is from like we like we work your ass off writing rhymes and making beats and mixing your shit, and then you go and make lo-fi. Which I know he works his ass off on doing that too. I'm just saying, it's like the numbers that I've watched him do like is just incredible. I, like he's got to be like getting checks or something off of that. I don't know that. Yeah. I'm Man, pretty, dude, actually, like, I do know that he makes checks. I don't know how much he makes. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to put him out there like no, that. Honestly, let, me not, <laughs> let me not go crazy. I don't no, want people like, to start asking him for handouts. He's got the vibes with the lo-fi, man. Like, uh, I, I have like a little lo-fi playlist, uh, that like, I just like, you know, I, I hear some shit and I throw it on there, uh, on my Apple music. Sure. And like, dude, there's a, there's a bunch of J-Rad tracks that come across there. And I laugh. I was like, I'm like, man, I know this. And I don't even think about them being like, yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. dude, I just walk around, you know what I mean? Walking around the mall, you're cleaning the house really like yeah like it's just it's just and, vibey and it's awesome it's cool that you know like i like the fact that it's like he has like a whole nother outlet like that he can just kind of which i mean in all fairness uh, i'm never going to be the one to say that i retired from making music because i'd be working on music now but it's just like as far as like i fucking the amount of hours that i've put into recording podcasts already 
like trumps any amount of music that I've done over the course of the past 15 years. And I used to play oh, in bands and, you know, making rap music and all that other shit. You got a respectable amount of hours in the podcast game, <laughs> man. Like that's why like when I first even like started trying to think about doing something like this, I was like, I got to talk to Shane, man. <laughs> Shane can at least tell me at least a little bit of what the fuck to do. Like I'll, I'll tell you what it's to me. It seems like it's just like anything else, but literally consistency is the best option. Like that's one of those things, like one of the reasons why I don't think I have yet to make the jump to like really focus on doing more video stuff or like trying to grind it out on YouTube, like working content on there is because once you start doing something like that, you really can't stop. Like you have to keep doing it. And it's like, I I have like, I don't know what, if you, I went back and listened to some of the first two episodes, like uh, of this podcast of organic poison the other day and i was like we were like just getting like tape and toilet paper and stuff and stacking it up and putting my phone in the middle of it and <laughs> we were just dude, like you were it doing it though you know like i bet it was like when we when you first started making music and stuff you know oh, yeah. like you were getting it done yeah like, i was spoiled. i was got the i was spoiled when i first started making rap music for sure though because i was playing in bands and stuff and uh one of the guys that uh played in a band with tommy killingsworth he uh he like had the like we could had recording software and hardware like in his house so like we yeah, would record yeah. like actual you know metal music and shit but then i started rapping it's like oh we can record that it's even way easier to record any of this other stuff let's just record yeah. it. i mean it was not studio top tier quality but i mean to your point like you kind of just put it out you start out how you start out and it is what it is Man, and my first i'm sorry i didn't no. know that no, I, I, enough about me. <laughs> Carry man, on. No, I didn't mean to, man. Uh, my, I was gonna say my first rap song I ever made, man, was on a uh, a Nokia cell phone, one of those blocks, you know. Like, yes. it, was the, it was the first one that had the camera on the back with the joystick, oh my and gosh. it could only record three minutes at a time. And uh, me and a buddy of mine did a remix of uh, that Bubba Spark song. Uh, that Miss New Booty. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! That's amazing. I uh, I remember that song. I found you, Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that shit was so popular back in the day too. But yeah, man, you know, you you did what you you did what you could, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, damn, we we went back to the locker room at PE where everybody was the next day, and we're like, listen to this shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> just got just send it to other people's phones. Yeah, shit man. Like that. Infrared. Oh you remember God. that? Yes. That shit was crazy. <laughs> ringtones. That was how that was how we got the ringtone shit off. Yeah, the first yeah, man. the first song that I ever recorded a rap song to was Three Pete by Lil Wayne. It was like it was like the first song on the Carter Three. But like at the time, like it's almost not even fair. Like Lil Wayne was like almost the only rapper that I like. I like idolized Lil Wayne when I was younger. So everybody did, man. Yeah. Like, like shit, dude. I grew up in the suburbs of Pearl, Mississippi, man, and right. was knew every word to every Lil Wayne song from fuck, man, from the early two thousands to the time that I graduated high school. You know, right. like he was he was something else. A million in the first week with the Carter Three. Yeah, and that was like the most epic shit in the world to be like a part of at the time. Like, oh my god, I can't believe we're like living in this moment. 
Dude, I remember going to Best Buy like with my brother to like buy the CD and yeah. everything, and like getting there and them not hardly having any copies and being like, "Holy shit! I'm glad we got here and got one." You know, yeah. like that's awesome. Yeah, fucking Lil Wayne. We saw him. We got to see him on the let's see, I Am Music tour. I yeah. think it's what it was. Yeah, I think it's I am. I, it's I think he did another one that's like I'm still music tour, but I know he did the I am music tour and it was him, T Pain, Keisha Cole, Gorilla mm. Zoe, uh Wow, Carrie Hilson, and undoubtedly, and then of course like other people came out on stage while he was performing. But like uh that was like I saw Drake. I actually we actually met Drake that night. Wow. I've, I, I've almost stopped telling this story just because of the fact that like this is the point. This is the, the the horrible part, truth about the meeting Drake point. This are the story. Me telling the story is the fact that it's either like people don't believe you because he's a superstar, but if you go through the trouble to convince them that to believe you, it's like you sound thirsty. It's like so. <laughs> But the easy call out for it is just to point out the fact that he was not famous, famous at the time. This was when his mixtape So Far Gone was out and he was on tour with nice. Lil Wayne. Like, and he was so not famous that he was just casually hanging out by the buses out back. And we were on some like stalker shit trying to get by the buses to see if we could just run into somebody famous. And we ran into Drake, one of the guys that we were there with. He knew who Drake was. We didn't really know who he was. I mean, yeah. I had heard of him, but I didn't know of him as like a big artist. But he was on tour with Lil Wayne, so that was cool enough. And we talked to him for literally probably about 45 seconds, and he got a phone call. like, I got to go, guys. And like walked That's so away. cool, though, man. Like, Drake's one of those, like, generational artists, you know what I mean? And, like, when I found out about Drake, it was like 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 you, dude. I thought he was just a new artist, you know yeah. what I mean? And it was probably around the, the so far gone time, you know what I mean? Um, but then you figure out that, oh, shit, he's been in this – big ass tv show for exactly. a long time like, i never too. watched like, a grassy like i was also young dude like i didn't either we were like 15 or i was like 15 whenever we went and, and, and that happened like that experience. And I, just, I didn't really know anybody that that watched it like growing up but uh i mean you got people that say they did you know I, what I, mean? I know i know right like people <laughs> be like yeah oh, no, no, he is. he's on the grassy and like now that i've seen it during when covid started the very first two things we watched was Tiger King, and then we watched all those seasons of Degrassi because my wife knew the show uh, at some point since then yeah. she has seen it. But and she and she might have watched it at the time. She's a little bit older than me, so it would make sense. And so we I watched it. It was free on this uh, thing called Tubi. It's like free TV. Oh, man, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we watched all the seasons that him and all those other characters. But it's like it's so funny how like not. I mean, he's a he's as much of a main character as anybody else is, but like he's just a dude in the show and it's just so weird because he was a total fucking dork. So it's yeah. like the things that people say about him is totally founded, but in the same breath, it's like, I don't know, like people will talk so much shit about Drake. And it's like, it's every couple of years. It's like a new thing that they talk shit about him. Like at first people were like, Oh, he tries to be so gangster, but he was just some, you know, rich kid from Degrassi or in Degrassi or whatever. And you it's like rap, you know, like, yeah. And I'm like, and then it, then it was like, oh, you don't write his own shit, bro. I'm like, so you mean to tell me that like his entire catalog, he doesn't write that, right? I don't, think, dude. I I'm not convinced. I <laughs> that that's that was kind of weird at the time, man. Because you you can imagine that people were like, you know, what I mean, sitting around in studios and stuff, and somebody's like, oh, like 
try this line, you know what I mean? Do this line here. Like, and then, you know, now you yeah. wrote that song, you know, you yeah. got writing credits on that song. Exactly. Now you, and it, it's now just you like, wrote that person's whole catalog. Like you yeah. said, like, man, dude, speaking of Tubi though, I don't mean to like, it, it just reminded me Tubi. Did you watch the Super Bowl last night? Oh, perfect. Great transition. Yes. I watched the Super Bowl last night. Did you see that commercial? Hold on. I saw the uh, I saw the first half and then uh, uh, kind of faded away in the third quarter. I can't remember what what uh, what half it was in. Man, I had a buddy over here, and uh, you know he he brought some some nice green plants with him. Um, nice, nice. Uh, but uh, we were sitting chilling watching the Super Bowl, and the Tubi commercial come on. But you didn't know it was a Tubi commercial at the time because mm-hmm. you know Greg Olson is one of the commentators. He's on the screen, and it looks like you're going back into the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden your TV screen starts changing, and it goes to this streaming service, Tubi, you know, oh, and man. it goes to some TV show, and you're me and my buddy were like looking at each other like. Holy shit, what is going on right now? <laughs> and then it popped up like for, after like 30 seconds and was like Tubi, you know? And how cool. Back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Me and him were like, did that just happen? Like, what is going on? That was a commercial, right? I got That's on crazy. Twitter and Twitter and was like, did everybody see the Tubi commercial? I compl- I really thought somebody was taking control of my Tubi. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, I guess. I guess everybody's just stupid and I'm not just high. I was about to say, I was about to say, if you pop up on Twitter, I'm sure that there are people talking about it on there, hands down. But man, it was a, it was a good little get, man. Uh, but I could, I could just be, I could just be dumb, you know? No, I mean, there was actually quite a few, uh, cool commercials. Uh, you know, I guess they said something about the Flashpoint movie. I never even saw the trailer though. I must have missed that one. They, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, well, you know, Michael Keaton is back and everything right. for the flash, but I had somebody text me and say that Ben Affleck, like Batfleck was back for the flash. And that's, that's, that's news, right? Like that ain't, I mean, that ain't I, out there already. Right? If he, I think that, I thought they were saying that, uh, maybe he would have like a, uh, like a cameo or something. Okay. This is the thing. Uh, what confuses me is because, you know, obviously they're, I guess they're, they're squashing this timeline or whatever, right? Like they're getting rid of this whole, like they call it the Snyder verse, but like yeah. they're apparently like ending that with like, after like another Aquaman movie, like Flashpoint and Aquaman, I think, and that's supposed to be it, but it doesn't make sense. It kind of sucks that it's like, you know, that it's going to end because it's the kind of ruins the joy because Flashpoint was a, supposed to be where, mind you, I'm not like super aware of how all this shit works when it comes to, you know, movies and, uh, different the universes with like a uh, dc and marvel and stuff i'm kind of behind on like all of it but this was supposed to be like initially flashpoint was supposed to be like the resurgence like they were going to be like flashpoint it's going to oh they can jump across multiverses and all this other stuff just like marvel and you know whatever and everything else these days everything has a freaking multiverse for some reason but yeah. and and then like now that like they're pretty much just like scrapping all that shit like this what is this movie supposed to be for is it does is there any kind of closure in it from like i don't know it's just weird it was weird to me like dude i didn't think they'd make it for a while because of all the stuff that went on with the main guy, was it Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller, yeah, I was gonna, old wild like, boy out my, there in Hawaii. 
it yeah, it just seemed like every other day this dude's name was popping up for it, doing some crazy it, shit. It, it literally was every other day for like a couple of weeks there. Like it was every other day. Like they kept they, letting him out of jail or some shit like that. Why? Like, like if you, I mean, are they just not communicating? Like, like, do they not have a record on what the dude just did the day before? Like in the town over on the same yeah. island. <laughs> hey, uh, this dude's coming over there, man. He's a wild motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is not slowing down. Yeah. If you like, see this crazy motherfucker, like he's on Flocka. Like he's got to be like on Flocka or like bath salts or something. Oh, dude, I thought you were saying like that was like something they knew for sure. I was like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I mean, he lost his mind, man. Dude, I mean, that's the way he was acting. It was like they said he like kidnapped somebody. Like he like held somebody at knife point. He like did all kinds of crazy stuff. And then it was like, he got out of jail within like 24 hours or something and was out raging again, getting into fights, tearing up shit on this Island. Like what is going on with this boy? Like not now. I don't know what's going on with him now. I haven't heard anything about him since then. They came out with that report around that time that said he had that like house full of guns and like teenage girls and stuff. Like he is like, I don't even know how to explain it. And the thing yeah. that's weird, though, what's really weird about it, man, is because, like, that's the kind of stuff that you hear about, like, decades later. And people are like, yeah, this person was caught <laughs> up in some kind of sex trafficking ring. And, you know, like, it's like, what? Like, what if, like, you, the, another thing about it is, is, like, who else, who else is getting to do all of that stuff and keep their position in any movie or in any universe? No one. In modern no times. One absolutely no one is pulling off i mean and we might know a little more than what's true and might not know half of what's true but anywhere in the middle there is wild enough to know that you don't get to keep your role as you know the center of an entire universe you know what i'm saying yeah man like i i was surprised they did it and i remember like they got questioned but the studio got questioned about it and they were pretty much just like well uh it's done and it would cost way too much money to CGI somebody in there. And everybody just kind of dropped it after that. And I was like, okay, well, you know, Oh, well, like I, I, they kind of lost me on the flash movie like a few years ago. And it was just mainly because of the pandemic when everything was getting delayed. Right. Like, it had already got delayed on its own and then that happened. And then I just kind of, the series thus far was not so compelling that you're just like, you know, I got to get this, Uh, but let's, let me read this real quick just for shits and giggles. And it says unpacking the allegations against Ezra Miller. So just, I'm just bear with me and read through the part (laughs) first part of this Uh, since mid 2022, Ezra Miller has made headlines with a series of allegations and legal charges detailing increasingly concerning behavior. They were arrested twice in a day. They were arrested twice and accused of multiple instances of physical assault, as well as brainwashing 18 year old activist Gibson, formerly Tokoda Iron Eyes and Gibson Iron Eyes, and keeping the keeping them, God, that's so confusing, keeping them from their parents. In June, another allegation surfaced after a courthouse issued a temporary harassment prevention order against Miller on behalf of a mother and her 12-year-old child. Miller was charged with felony burglary in August, stemming from an incident where they, they allegedly broke into someone's home and stole bottles of alcohol, and Vermont police 
are also searching for a woman and her three children who neighbors said were living at Miller's farm in unsafe conditions over the summer. No news has emerged on whether the missing people have been located. Miller was Miller released an apology via representative on August 15th, sharing that they had started treatment for complex mental health issues in January. They reached a plea deal on two of the charges brought against them in Vermont. Meanwhile, Warner brothers, Reportedly thought about dropping Miller. Yeah, right. Dropping Miller from <laughs> their starring role in The Flash, but is moving forward with the film to be released on June 16th, 2023. And then it says, here's what you need to know. And then it's about 78 more paragraphs detailing all the crazy shit that he, or they did. It sounds like he thought he was Charles Manson or something. Like- yeah. <laughs> it says right here, uh, Miller's legal strategy reportedly relies on NDAs and settlements. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the money's getting dished out, but you know who's paying them bills. Yeah. If Miller's well, out there stealing liquor from people, I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers is paying for them NDAs and settlements. I was about to say the pockets of a whole bunch of people going to see the new Flash movie. That's who it is. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, fair enough. But it's kind of like that's like a the the investment. Like hopefully that Warner Brothers gets the ROI or yeah, me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're like, damn, we gotta get this shit out there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pay for that damn uh Super Bowl spot because we're gonna need some asses and seats for this one. Yeah, he keeps fucking up. <laughs> yeah, like they're like he is not going in another another movie. And in all fairness, they probably did have the, almost the whole thing filmed before this should happen, if not yeah, the whole probably. thing, you know. Because I mean, otherwise it's like, dude, fuck it, we're just not going to do it. And they scrapped the whole. What was it, Batgirl? Was it a Batgirl movie or Catwoman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it was a uh, or Batgirl or Batwoman. One of one of those two things, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was done. That's what those guys kept saying is it was done. And they were like, yeah, uh, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, sorry. And like, I think they tried to delete all their footage and everything on them. But those guys like got it before they could. That's crazy. I wonder if it was just that bad. <laughs> well, you know, a, a lot of people say a lot. There's a lot of. You know, the conversation with like uh, the people who bought Discovery or whatever, bought CNN, they bought Warner Brothers, they brought, bought Cartoon Network. They bought like all kinds of shit, like mm. the same people who basically own – like they own all of the Turner stuff now, which CNN is what CNN was, and they own Warner Brothers. So it's like this this umbrella company now – they kind of did like a Disney thing you know, where they just scooped up all these different – property owners essentially and it's like they they now have like if if it was like channels or production companies or whatever you know promotion companies or whatever they've got like a list of like 40 or 50 different things now uh, a couple of months ago i went on a, a rant just reading off all the different things that they had but uh i don't would be remiss to try to look that shit up right now though but uh and so and when they got it they started you know they did shit like they fired like the 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 president at cnn they you know changed up all kinds of they're the ones that are pretty much like behind uh we're getting we're not doing this fucking snyder shit no more they cancel a, a lot of people say and i'm not trying to just stoke the flames but they said it was basically like a a, a woke uh you know just like circus is what the movie was basically it was all just yeah. like dramatic shit you know i don't know how to explain it but i'm not i don't know how to explain it without sounding like a dickhead is what i'm saying but it's like a just one of those things where it's like no we're not putting this shit in there it probably had a lot to do with like 
you know, almost like a Black Panther movie, but not having the premise of Black Panther. You know, it's like it that some of that stuff makes sense in like a Black Panther movie, but like it's like this is a Batgirl movie. We don't want our movie. And even if it wasn't too much, the people who own fucking Warner Brothers now thought it was worth scrapping for ninety million dollars invested. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're like either it's because they don't want their image to be related to whatever was in that movie, or they just really didn't feel like it was a good movie. It could have had nothing to do with it any of that shit and that could just be honest, a product of the times for people to say that my honest opinion on it was like I, I the whole dc television thing to me has not been good like yeah. ever uh and then if that was going to be anything like the supergirl show that they did yeah. on cw or anything like that or uh, what was it? Legends of Tomorrow or something like that that they did on all those shows, man. The 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 show that they're doing with uh the guy from Supernatural as uh Commissioner Gordon is is not looking good. Like all those shows have a certain cheesiness to them. Like that when I watch them, like I I I kind of I kind of cringe, you know. Right. If that if that movie was gonna be like that, which kind of looked like it was to right. me like i understand pulling the plug on it man like, yeah i mean the, the rare dubs for like dc like as far as television goes i've heard a lot of people say that arrow was good when it yeah. was on and i've heard a lot of people say that the flash show was good i never watched them myself a lot of people said why not just get rid of ezra miller and let that guy who played flash on tv be the flash in the movies you know what i'm saying and they still might do that especially with like the new what they're doing with james gunn and stuff like that like but james gunn will probably just find a bunch of whole new actors and stuff to play roles but i don't really which like to I, his credit like he is like he's he's done some good things over there so far like, yeah, to and, me, like did, did you watch the peacemaker show i haven't watched it but i've heard about it Check I that watched, one out, man. it's pretty I, I good say, i was gonna say i watched the second suicide squad movie and i thought it was pretty cool yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it picks up pretty much like on Peacemaker's storyline, like after that, like, and it's awesome. Like, I really like this movie, man, but like the Peacemaker show might actually be better. Hell yeah. I definitely should check it out. And it was on HBO and I don't doubt anything that HBO puts out. <laughs> so yeah, they're always putting out bangers. Like, like always I, putting out something you can binge. Yeah, I was about to say I can't think of anything. And like their shows to me are like shows that you can go back and watch again because it's like really long movies. It's like when mm -hmm. I mean everybody does that now, but HBO's been doing that since before the streaming services existed. So like to me, that's awesome. Like, I mean, you know, of course you've got things like Game of Thrones and you know, Westworld and shit like that that people will go back and watch. I mean, Westworld kind of fell off, but uh, just in reference it's like but man like the sopranos and oz like that shit was on before we had streaming services like you didn't couldn't you didn't even have like these people the, i think the uh what was it damn what was the name of that shit the wire i think was on hbo yeah yeah i never really watched the wire but i know that those shows were like a huge deal like culturally and yeah. they were basically like really long ass movies i mean true detective i don't know if you ever watched true detective but I think that True Detective is one of the first season is like one of the best seasons of television like ever. Uh, dude, I agree. The uh, True Detective is awesome, man. Uh, the first season is great. Like you said, probably prop it could it could compete with one of the greatest things to come on TV. Yeah. Um, 
the second season was a big fall off, especially if you were going into it, like expecting, you know, fucking rusting coal. Yeah. I mean, dude, it had a bunch of cool people in it too, you know, but like this, the story, it just, it just wasn't there. And, yeah, but the third waiting, season, you kept waiting and it, whatever the, you were, whatever you were waiting for never came. Yeah. But the third season though, I thought was a redemption from the second season. Like, uh, with the dude that's playing the new, uh, the new blade. Yeah. And, and Steven Dorf. Um, I thought they did a really good job, man. And I like the time jumps. I thought that kind of brought it back to season one a lot, you know? Um, Absolutely. The, the fourth season is coming out. Have you seen that? Uh, no. Jodie Foster is oh, the star of that. And I'm, I'm down like, all right. Yes. I'm hooked. Like uh, I love silence of the lambs. Uh, like, I think, I think she, she killed that shit. And Dude, so that's I'm, awesome. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, that that's great. And especially cool to have like a main a main person be a chick too, which Rachel McAdams was like a secondary main person in uh the second season, which was cool. I mean, she was it was cool seeing well, that was one thing I was gonna say about season two. I think the most interesting, honestly, my the thing that stands out to me the most about the second season, I mean, of course, you know, everything aesthetically about those shows is cool. Like they put emphasis on this, you know, scenery and stuff like that. But you could put anybody in that it could literally just be like 45 minutes of just uh, you know, scenery and shit like that. And that it is what it is. But like Vince Vaughn, whenever he got like serious. Like yes. that shit to me was crazy. Like I always yeah, thought man. like when he just goes on those things where, you know, like it's like you, you don't realize it, but like you're listening to someone talk for like eight minutes straight almost. And it's like Vince Vaughn's just sitting there like looking, going, you know, in his brain, like turning into a damn psychopath or something. And it's just weird to see him be that way because yeah. I don't, I don't know any other movie where he's been like that serious of a character. The only thing that I can think of where he's even been, Slight, well, two things. Okay, I got two things on my mind where he's been a bad guy. Uh, number one, he was uh, in the remake of Psycho. He was Norman Bates. Oh, um, shit. Okay. I guess they did that. that. And I think it was 99, 2000, something like that. It was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, <laughs> especially if you just like are like a, a Hitchcock person or something. Sure. You know what I mean? You're going to hate it. Uh, but then they, he did a he did a movie with John Travolta called Domestic uh, Domestic Disturbance, where he's like married to John Travolta's ex wife, and he lives with John Travolta's ex wife and their kid, and he's like beating the hell out of both of them and everything. And oh man, John Travolta murders him and like puts him in the furnace and stuff. That <laughs> like, sounds exciting. That's crazy. It's a, yeah, it was it did it, it it was pretty I remember it being very pretty good. I've only ever seen it like once, but I think it was came out in like 2001, 2002, sometime around then. So it's kind of it's kind of old. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome though. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, I like I like old Vince Vaughn, man. He does some he does some interesting stuff. Uh like a, that True Detective season though was was like you said was was something that it's a standout for him. Yeah. To me. Like, yeah. And, and you make a fair point, you know, about the, you know, it's, it was interesting though. Like, I don't know, I guess it was part of the mystery, but it was more like annoying than anything else. Like the dude, I guess he was like, he was, I don't know if he was like gay, but like, he was like cheating uh, on his Taylor wife. Kitch. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, the dude, is. did you ever see savages? 
I guess not. Um. Okay. He's been in other stuff. Oh, I've seen him. I know. I've in? seen him somewhere else, but I I, I might have just seen him since then. It's I feel possible. Like he was. Uh. You remember that movie that came out on? It was a Disney movie that came out. I feel like it was. I can't remember how many years ago it was, but it's called John Carter. It was yeah, a live action. I remember that. I think he was John Carter. Oh wow. Maybe he was. Yeah. He had like longer hair I, though, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Damn, that'd be crazy if that's the same guy. Drastic change. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's correct. That's and quite I, possible. Um, I think that movie flopped. John like Carter. Hard. I was yeah, to I say, think they put a lot of money into that, and I don't think anybody went and saw it. I feel like it came out in a time when uh, you know, like it's easy to get washed up in the mix of plenty of other movies with people's names being the uh <laughs> like the the main thing like but not to mention that was a disney movie you said i think i'm pretty sure it was disney made that movie like what a crazy property <laughs> like it was I, they never the did anything time, else with that yeah it was around the same time that they uh well not they but um a prince of persia movie was made with jake gyllenhaal oh. and it was it was like uh yeah that was a pretty popular movie though at the time it did really well. I, I'm pretty sure. I just, I never liked it, man. I watched it. Jake Gyllenhaal just looks out of place. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. it was miscast. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a better way to put it. They should have got somebody that was a little made a little more sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like they would now, but like it's like they got the they got the IP and was like, oh yay, let's fucking stick Jake Gyllenhaal in here. Why? Let's fuck it. Let's go. Like it goes back to you saying though that you know for a while, like especially around that, they, it seemed like they were making a lot of movies that was just centered around that person being in them. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel like nowadays you can really tell when those movies are coming out. You'll see a trailer and you'll, you you can peg it. You can, you can be like, oh, there, there it is. You know, right. like, did you ever see the uh, King Arthur movie that came out a handful of years ago? It had Charlie, okay. it had Charlie Hunnam in it. Now, people, I know people shit on that movie, man, but I watched it on a cruise ship and yeah. I really liked it. Like, <laughs> I have started the movie twice because I like Charlie Hunnam. I think he's cool. I watched him in Sons yeah. of Anarchy and I've been hooked ever since. And well, then I realized that he, I saw Green Street Hooligans before I saw Sons of Anarchy. And then I became like a real, like super into Sons of Anarchy. Like I love the show, not like I wanted to ride a motorcycle or anything. I just thought the show was kick ass. And it was. Uh, yeah. It's like it just was one of those shows that like every six months I could go back through it. But, uh, um, yeah. and Charlie Hunnam, you know, whatever, cool. He seems like a cool dude on and off screen. Well, then I like when I randomly was saw that he was in Green Street Hooligans, I'm like, oh my God, I've seen this movie several times. I had never realized that he was in this movie. And, you know, here we are. This That was a good few years before Sons of Anarchy. But now anything he's in, I'm like, I got to at least watch it, you know, just to see what it's about because he's cool. And Did that you was. Did you ever see that movie, Cold Mountain? Cold Mountain, maybe. It was. It was with like Nicole Kidman and um, a whole bunch of Renee Zellweger was in it. And, I, definitely, uh, I definitely didn't see this movie. It was like uh, it was a lot of estrogen, name? brother. <laughs> oh, dude. No, it was it was it was a really good. It was based around um, this guy. If I can think of the actor's name right now, you'd be like, oh, OK. Um, he was it's, it's all around the Civil War and everything. And like he's like trying to get back home after the war is over and he keeps running into some crazy shit, you know, and Charlie Hunnam plays like this 
crazy dude in that movie that pretty much just murders everybody he come ac- he comes across oh, and <laughs> it it goes hard it's it's a it's a long kind of drawn out movie but like you know, they used to play it on TBS all the time <laughs> damn <laughs> hell yeah so and it's like crazy cuz it's like he's just he's older so it's it's weird to think that but i mean you know i guess sons of anarchy came out started like 11 years ago 12 years ago and yeah, he was man. in his thirties at the time, so. Um, is there? Uh, did you ever watch the show? It was called Freaks and Geeks. It was one of Seth Rogen and then I never like, watched it. Thing. I never watched it. You but know what I'm talking about that? Yes, because I, I remember years later seeing, like, uh, I think it's on, it was on one of the streaming platforms and looking at it, and I'm like, well, shit, this is all of them. Like, this is all was- those guys from that that era that came after like Will Ferrell and them, like. After it was the, the Anchorman cast, it was the Freaks and Geeks cast. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those seasons, like series, where it was a one and done, and like uh, it got canceled, you know. Yeah. Um, but but now it's like a cult thing. But if you go back, um, they stopped making Freaks and Geeks, and a couple of years later, they started making this show called Undeclared, and it was like kind of the same group of people not the same cast but kind of same types of people sure. except they were in college and uh charlie hunnam was uh one of the main characters in that but it was produced by like seth rogan and all of them you know what i mean yeah, that's um, awesome uh jason siegel pops up in it a couple times like uh but yeah like charlie hunnam man he's he's awesome um that movie that just came out a couple of years ago it's like guy Ritchie. Um, maybe uh, the gentleman. That shit was awesome. Yeah, that shit was tight. I'm glad you liked it, man. Uh, my wife <laughs> like, didn't I like it. I think it. she's a hater. Oh man, I, I thought really it was liked great. It. it is kind. Me I mean, too. It, I could see where maybe I don't. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not not, not saying that she didn't like it because it wasn't like uh, you know, because she could. It could be hard to keep up with at first though. Like it, like I could understand why somebody would be like, this isn't really that entertaining. It's just like a long story being told but i thought it was awesome i mean it's a dude movie too though i feel like yeah i I liked it man i like a bunch of those guy richie movies though oh yeah and did he do snatch yeah and lockstock yeah yeah he he, he Uh, does great movies what shocks me, like when you see it, the first, or when I saw it the first time, is the Kingsman. Is he didn't do the Kingsman, and, and the Kingsman yeah. is 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 crazy. Like it looks like, like too like much a guy, CGI guy or something like that. <laughs> it looks like a guy. It looks like to me the Kingsman looks like a Guy Ritchie film meets like a uh like a like a Quentin Tarantino James Bond take. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like uh, see, went hard. I want to see Guy Ritchie make uh, Guy Ritchie should make the third uh Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. Is that not happening? I don't think Guy Ritchie's doing it, but I'm pretty I, confident that the, I'm very well confident that, that movie is happening. Let's see, man. I Which, swear, I, I feel like they've been talking about could, that movie for a while. How could he let anybody do that but him? You were right, though, man. I'm looking right here, and I do not see his name attached anywhere to it. Director I mean, he, Dexter Fletcher, producers, he's not on the list. Oh, hell no, that's not going to be the same then. Let's see. Did, wait, he didn't do the first two, did he? Oh my God, he did. He, yeah. What? Dude, I, I, I'm literally just talking shit, by the way. Oh, he also did King Arthur. Yeah. 
That's crazy. That's what I got me. On, that's what got me on the guy Richie. Like I didn't even realize that we were uh, that we were so close there, or that we were. That's what we were uh, on. But this guy really has done. I guess he really likes Jason Statham and uh, Charlie Hunnam. Dude, Jason oh, Statham has hell? been in a bunch of good ones of his. Uh, he stars in one called Revolver. That's really good. Um, oh, guy Richie did Aladdin for Disney. He did. He did. He said, I didn't know. Says that. he was a writer. But still, that's, that's cool. That's wild. I would have never. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, me neither. Not in a million years. Let's see. I never saw it. Though. Like the like the the new one, the live version. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never. I never got to see it. I've only seen it because of the fact that uh, my son watched it. My son yeah. loves the little songs and shit on there. But dude, as somebody who grew up with you know the the original, like, did you? You know, did did you like it? You know, like, did you like I mean, the new one? It, not really. I don't really care about that. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. kind of like it's not even. Which, in all fairness, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't like super into that as a kid. There were so many other Disney movies that I liked more. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were more Lion King and then Pixar stuff, and you know, literally, I like the Robin Hood. I like the animated Robin Hood. One of my top five favorite movies of all time. Uh, is the animated Robin Hood with the uh, fox? Yeah, 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 that, that, yeah, that's awesome. That shit is amazing. Um, can't one of these days I'm going to pay somebody to give me a really, really good tattoo of something from that film. Man, yeah, uh, um, Toy Story, man, like those, like Toy Story, Lion King, those, those two, man, those are probably probably my two favorites from around that time. Yeah, I definitely. I definitely like those those movies, the Pixar, any of the Pixar movies. Uh, but you know, listen, we could talk about Pixar movies all night. <laughs> we could talk about Pixar movies all night. But I want to ask you, what do you think about the Super Bowl, man? And I heard I heard what you thought about it a little bit uh, earlier on your channel. But just it was for great, giggles, man. Well, I got it you was there. great. It was great. Like uh, especially when you when you talk about the games we've had in the past, you know, you know, seven years or so. Like it was it was awesome. I mean. They had one call. It was almost perfect, man. It was almost a perfect game. And then you had that one call right there near the end that people are, 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 are all pissed off about. And I mean, if you look at it, dude, it's, it's the right call, you know, like, but to make it at that point in time in the Super Bowl. Right. Like, uh, I don't know. Cause it, it, it changed the game. I mean, I think, I think the Chiefs still would have won it. Um, but it changed the game. You go from the Eagles, like possibly getting the ball back with, you know, a minute, a minute, 20 seconds, a minute and 10 seconds left, you know, to, they got the ball back with eight seconds left. Right. Jalen Hurts had to sling the ball down the field as hard as he could. And God bless him. Uh, that was, that was probably one of the worst Hail Marys I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I like I like Jalen Hurts. He had a hell of a game. Right. Um, in all, seen, in all fairness, it, everybody that uh, you know was starting and played through that game, they all played a great game. It was a, it was an awesome football game for what yeah, it's worth. Yeah. But people people are today sitting around trying to act like the Eagles, you know, got screwed out of it right there at the end. I yeah. mean, I I agree that they would have definitely had one more like for real drive, you know, attempt at a drive, but. I mean, you got 
you don't put yourself in that position. They Jalen Hurts, man, uh, he fumbled that ball. That ball got scooped and scored. Touchdown! Like you know, you 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 bite yourself in the ass sometimes. Yeah. Um, Hang on, just one second. I mean, I'm gonna fix my light. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Kick yourself in the ass sometimes. Yeah, man. But uh I'm to be honest with you, dude, I'm saying that I mean I ain't I ain't having a dog in that fight, you know, but I'm saying right. that because the Eagles, when all that shit happened to the Saints in 2018, uh the the the, the Eagles fans were some of the number one people telling the Saints fans to quit crying, to shut up, to suck just it move up. on, yeah. to to suck it up. Yeah. So uh I don't, I don't, I don't care if they're mad right now, you know, like it's football. Yeah. We got to live. We had to live with it. They got to live with it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Like, but this, to your point that you were making though, about how, you know, don't let it get in that position. That's kind of my, that's been my standpoint since our, the, the time you were talking about when we played against, you know, whenever we almost went to the fucking Super Bowl, a Saints fan, by the way, as well. But when we almost went to the Super Bowl and we feel like we got fucked, we got fucked out of going to the Super Bowl over a really trash ass play call that even the president of the NFL apologized for, which Dude, clearly doesn't make up, a fuck. But if you Google, if like if, uh, you can Google, like what is pass interference? Like it's going to be one of the first images that pops up. Like, yeah. like that's what's crazy, you know, and people can acknowledge it now. You know, but of course, like, but it's uh, what, what I was saying though, is like, I've had to have the standpoint, like if you don't let it get to where, and this is the same thing in basketball too. I just have the same thing. If you're, if you're, if you deserve to be there, you know, you deserve to be there, but if you deserve to go further, you should not have let it come down to that. Like it oh, should amen. not have, it should not come down to that. There are two, amen. there's offense, there's defense, and there's just all around fucking teamwork. And the other motherfuckers somehow made that shit work. You should have never had it, especially when it's like a three-point game, dude. Like yep. it's it's just one of the – or a two-point game, whatever it may be. You cannot let it come down to that. It's like in like, UFC, they always say – and I guess in boxing too, but mainly I hear it in the UFC, MMA. Don't let it go to the judges. If you want to win that fight, guaranteed, you've got to win the fucking fight and do not let it go to the judges because you yeah. never know. Like you just never, you got to finish that motherfucker. Some you, whether you got to choke him, whether you got to knock him out, whether you got to rip his eyeballs out, you've got to finish it. You need a definitive answer before it even has to lay on the judge's lap. We just had a situation this past weekend. It was a, for a championship belt. Do uh, Alexander Volkanovsky was going to become champ champ and some shit happened and he did not win. Well, he still got a belt, but so does the other guy that he was supposed to be going up a white class to, def- to beat almost a defeat, but and it's like with this game, with the Super Bowl, and with the Saints, it's one of those things where it's like, well, fuck, dude, don't let it go to the judges, don't let it go, you know, don't, don't leave it up to the people, the officials, because they are humans and they are flawed. I mean, to that point, dude, uh, and you know, as much as I hate it, you know, that in that Saints game that year, that first overtime, what happened? We got the ball first, and back then we score. Hey, that's a ball game, you know. But we got the ball first and we threw an interception, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, so we gave them the ball 
and they did what they did, you know? And right. then we can, we get the ball back and, you know, we get fucked right there. But like you said, we should, we should, we should have ended it right there in that first overtime. Right. And but they should have never had the opportunity to get the ball back. Like, look at this first like, drive. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is, this is God giving you like your opportunity. Anything past this, you're on your own. It's like, but Dude, this I'm is, a- this is the mystical entity above. <laughs> That is giving you the opportunity to go to the championship and you drop the ball literally. I've listened to my grandma for too long, man. My grandma has a has been a Saints fan since the Saints were a thing, you know. Yeah. And she said that the Saints were never gonna like before they won the Super Bowl for sure. She was like, The Saints are never gonna win anything because they're the Saints. She was like, It's blasphemy. Ah. <laughs> you know? Like she was like, uh, it's it's blasphemy. They're never gonna win anything. And Man, I can remember the night they won the Super Bowl. I'd been telling my mom, man, I was like a sophomore in high school, and I'd been telling my mom, I was like, I ain't going to church with y'all, like, uh, you know, the night the Saints are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, she was like, they're gonna, she's like, they're gonna lose. I was like, why would you put that juju on me? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're getting ready to go to church and everything. I'm setting up on the on the on the couch, you know, getting ready. Yeah, the first half happens, man, and we go into halftime down to Peyton Manning. Yeah, and I was like, should have went to church, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But everything. So I, I joke around and I tell everybody that everything that's happened since that Super Bowl is because I didn't go to church with my mama that night. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird crack in the system. <laughs> Somebody was joking around on Twitter and said that uh, you know they've been making all the script jokes, the the NFL script. Uh, yeah. They said that uh, the Saints went off script that year and won the Super Bowl, and everything since then has just been punishment. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, that's fair. Uh, but no, it's crazy, man. Fucking, I don't know. But with that point, or with, to the point, just about with that game last night, it's like uh, it was a it was a a long, hard fought battle uh, of mm-hmm. two two great yep. teams. Like you said, um, yep. it's like one. The only thing you can really ask for if your first, second, or third team is not in the Super Bowl, you just got to be like, well, fuck it. Hope it's a good game. Uh, yeah, you know, man. If, if nothing like, else. Give us a banger. Nobody wants a dud in the Super Bowl. That's right. why I was pissed off as a football fan at that call last night. I was like, let them score. Let them score right there. And then, like, we got the possibility of overtime football in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. free football for millions and millions of people, you know? Yeah. Like, it's good for the league. It's good for the fans. Like, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I, I just, I hate, I hated that. Uh, Jalen Hurts, man, he had a crazy game. Like I said, he had that fumble that they scooped and scored, but I'm not even, he did so much more than that. He was like 27 of 38 in the air. Uh, three, I'm sorry, one touchdown. Um, then he had 304 yards and a passing. And then on the ground, man, he set a record. He set a record for quarterback rushing yards and quarterback uh, rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. That's he had 15 yeah, he was carries. hauling ass that all game. Like he was yeah, he carried the ball 15 times for 70 yards and had three touchdowns. So, like, all together scored four touchdowns himself last night. Like, Jalen Hurts was the Eagles last night, you know? Yeah. He threw a bomb to A.J. Brown. 
a 45 yard missile to AJ Brown that they, that they scored on. That was, he threw some beautiful passes last night. Like, and this is a guy, man, that like the Eagles fans were trying to run out of Philadelphia last year. Yeah. In his, in his year. Like, and, God. and I, I was like, man, if y'all put some people around him, give him some people, give him some guys. Yeah. And he's going to, he's, he's going to be the man. And dude, they did. The Eagles went out in the off season this past off season and put together a team like Jackson people from the saints, dude, there were seven or eight former saints players on that Eagles team last night. Man, that's so crazy and depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like CJ Gardner Johnson was out there popping fools. And every time they would say his name, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You bastard. <laughs> like I, I'm curious, like, like I, I just like, you know, who do you think played a better game? Him or Patrick Mahomes? Um, I, I would mean, say Jalen Hurts did, uh, because well, I mean, you could in, people could make an argument, you know, that Patrick Mahomes re-aggravated that that ankle, but that was kind of, you know, that was that was you know, that was what the second late second quarter, early third quarter, you know. Yeah. Um but I mean he he kinda he kinda put that team on his back on that last drive and put them in the position to be able to win that game, you know. Yeah. But I think if they would have turned around and been like, Yeah, the Eagles lost, but the MVP is going to Jalen Hurts, I would have been like like I'm you know, like congratulations. Sure. Like yeah, like the I'm, dude deserves I, it. I mean it easily, easily Jalen Hurts gets the uh MVP if he uh you know, if they win, you know, if the Eagles yeah, win, yeah. it's clearly going to Jalen Hurts. So is it has anybody ever been like on the losing team and still gotten the MVP? One time I was just reading this 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 fact the other day, and and I was as I was saying that just then I was trying to think about who it was. You got you got your computer in front of you. Yeah, I do. You? I do. Man, um Yeah, you need to get that. Good. That's your move yeah. for the future. You gotta have that laptop yeah. in front of you. Look at <laughs> if me, you man. have one, that is. I, I'm using my laptop right here. Oh. Um, I gotta get another one though, man, because this one at this point is eight, nine years old. I feel you. The one I've got is eleven. Oh yeah, so you know. I can't update. <laughs> I can't update anything now. I can only use like stuff that's like from like seven years ago. Let's yeah. see. Has, has anyone ever gotten MVP in the Super Bowl? I'm trying to think about who it was right here. And part, like, part of me wanted, wants to say it was like somebody, you know, legendary. And it's had to be. have been coming to the Cowboys in a trade with the Chicago yeah. Bears, having once given, let's see, one player to win the Super Bowl. This is not, can't be it. Has a player on the losing team. Wow, this is so much, so much easier to read it this way. Okay, during a losing effort for the Dallas Cowboys to the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl five. Oh, this is it. Chuck Howley became the first defensive player to win the Super Bowl MVP award. He also became the only player in NFL history to win the MVP trophy from the losing team, which still stands like, today. Can Jesus. you imagine like being the MVP and your team lost the game? Like there's confetti falling around you and they're like, you're the MVP. And you're like, get that shit out of my yeah. face. No <laughs> shit. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, dude, fuck you. 
I want the Lombardi, you asshole. You know, and I can't, I can't, I can't help but wonder. Like, was that? Can you imagine that that was received so poorly? Like, I don't know. That was clearly a long time ago. Like, the world was different then. But could you imagine it that was re- received so poorly that they're like, dude, we got to make sure we never do this again? <laughs> it may have just been one of those performances at the time, though, dude. Like, can you imagine seeing a performance that good? Though? Like we did last night. Like, yeah. really? Like. I, if, I'm telling you, if they'd have done it last night, I'd have been like, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I just, he killed, like, he, he, he played to a level last night that people never would have thought he would have watching him play last year. Like, especially the people that didn't, didn't like him and right. were shitting on him. Like, they got a, they got a, uh, they got a bunch of egg on their face yeah. today for sure. Well, they live in Philly too. So. They definitely yeah. have yeah. egg on their face. But Did I'm you see sure. the videos of them last night? Dude, yeah. I mean, Philly is a particularly violent city as it is. So for them to not only have their regular dose of violence, but have like, you know, the depression the, mixed the, in. <laughs> yeah, the de- yeah, that and the degenerative sports fans out there participating in the uh, you know, the downfall, which I mean it's a it seems to be a thing in Philly every time any they do anything great they just fucking wreck the city for some reason it's like you know the the rest of the country when something goes wrong they wreck the cities but when in philly they're like oh this is great let's burn this bitch down this is a wonderful time to do it but didn't, uh didn't the lakers win one time and they had like riots i think the lakers i think they, they won two years in a row it's possible it happened after one year but i know that they won two years in a row and they just turned the fuck up. Uh, Denver did the same thing. I think that was when uh, John Elway, maybe. Yeah. John Elway, <laughs> like fucking, they won like two years in a row and they just set Denver on fire. Oh my God, man. Like, they, look, I actually, wish, it's I funny. We were kids. A- we, we were kids hearing about that shit, right? Like, you remember like faint stories, like just being young and hearing about that. And then you got a little older and you might have read it or saw it again somewhere else. I want you to think about how crazy that is to think about. Dude. Our teams just did fucking excellent. Just did excellent. Let's go fuck up our city. <laughs> <laughs> they they're paying for it right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that shit isn't. Nobody ever brings it up either. Yeah, it'd be like you know, twenty twenty was happening, and it's like, god damn, you know, like these people are fucking, you know, for X, Y, and Z, they're fucking up all the cities or whatever, right? And it's like, I not once did I hear somebody be like, well, you know. <laughs> fucking Packers hit it three years in a row. We just fucking set Green Bay off. <laughs> just got the bulldozers and started tearing down City Hall and shit. That's, I mean, shit, dude, that's what New Orleans would have, if, if, if New Orleans would have won it back-to-back years, like, oh that second time, there would have been some We would have broke the levees ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But dude, uh, they're having they're having that Super Bowl parade, or they had it today. I I can't remember, but I, it just made me. I was like, man, I wish I wish we could go back and do that again. Like, man. That, that that that's that's a sight to see. Yeah. Super parades are fun, but Super Bowl parades, man. Knowing that Lombardi Trophy is right there. Like, yeah, no shit. It is. It hasn't been in New Orleans, but once so. I want that thing again, man. Like I've, I've, I've said and done some dirty things to, 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 to try to get that thing again. And I'm just a fan. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, what are we going to do, man? I mean, our coach doesn't want us. Derek Carr doesn't want us. I mean, we don't want us. Well, that's the thing right now, man, is Derek Carr, like that came out today. And I feel like people just kind of blew that, 
the complete opposite way than uh, from what I was understanding it in my mind. And especially after this, uh, Michael Rappaport was on Pat McAfee show today. Oh my God. And, oh my uh, God. Pat, uh, Michael Rappaport was talking about, he said what I was thinking. He said that, uh, now with the Raiders, like they're going to release Derek Carr instead of trade him. Uh, Derek Carr, man, there's a pot like, like there's a high possibility that he still ends up in New Orleans and that New Orleans still wants him. And like what I was thinking is that he was down there, you know, the, yesterday or last week, whenever that was, uh, and was talking to Mickey Loomis and them. And they, he named his price. They said, okay, well, here's the deal. We're not going to trade for you. You you get you get released that way we ain't got to give up no draft picks you know to get your ass and we yeah. ain't got to hurt the roster that we that that you got because dude if Derek Carr comes into New Orleans then that roster is automatically better I don't care like Derek Carr to Michael Thomas if he stays uh, Derek Carr to Michael Thomas Rashid Shahid Alvin Kamara Taysom Hill Jawan Johnson. Chris Olave, like, dude, that's a fun offense to watch already. A lot funner than this bullshit we've been having to suffer through the past couple of years. Listen, it's very rare that I get to, you know, that my sports uh, takes, like, pay off in the long run. But I'm telling you, I have been shitting on Jameis Winston since he came to the Saints, and I'm not happy that it has played. It's one of those kind of things, like, I balance the odds because if we do great and he does excellent, then I don't care if I'm wrong because that means the Saints are doing great and he did yeah. excellent. You know, and that's a great yeah. thing to be wrong about. But I was not wrong. This dude is was a fucking like, oh my God, dude. Our coach left. <laughs> I'm about to say this. I, I'm just talking shit about it being about Jameis, but still, like, what are we supposed to fucking do? Like I'll say that, this, man. Jameis, like the thing about I like Jameis. Like He's dude. He is. He's. He's a good. Like his. His ceiling. Like his highs. The highs with Jameis are like high. Like the dude threw. The dude threw thirty five touchdowns in a season. When he, when he was with Tampa Bay, he also threw thirty picks that season. But he threw thirty five touchdowns. You know what I mean? You got to take the yeah. good with the bad. Like, well, but how the many, lows, how many Super man, Bowls the did they go to? I mean, did not none with him. How many, times, him. <laughs> how many times did they go to the playoffs? They got shut down in the playoffs almost every year yeah. by us. Yeah. <laughs> and Amen. the Falcons actually, but still but it's like, like good for him, but which yeah. I guess it's not just, you know, he can still score touchdowns. If the defense ain't doing shit, then, you know, you can't win a game, but yeah, man. But like, like I mean, like I said, dude, the lows with him are low. And like when he, when bad quarterback, when he's being bad, man, like when he's bad, he's bad. Yeah. Like, and like I said this the other day, I was I, in, in, in a chat room I was in, I said, I said, Jameis nor Andy Dalton is the answer. We got to find somebody. And everybody was like, I just wish they had let Jameis get healthy and let him, let him play a full season. And I said, no, I said, please God, no. Like I'm trying not to be ugly about it. Yeah. Like, like I'm in hell. I, I mean, last year, last year I, it was Trevor Simeon, Ian book, Jameis Winston, like this year, it's Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. That's my fucking options. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Man, and I, I do not want to do that this year. Like, I want to go get, I, w- I want Derek Carr to come or I want us to go draft somebody. Like, and, and even if Derek Carr like, comes, you know, they're going to, we could literally get the first pick in the first round and we would draft a fucking kicker. Yeah, like, <laughs> the Saints would be like, "Yeah, we really need this fucking water boy from Detroit." 
Like, please, let's get him. And, you know, we don't get another pick to like the third fucking round. Well, man, that's why I like going going in until until the other day when uh when Sean Payton got traded, man, like going into this new season this year was about to be scary. And going into this draft was about to be scary because we didn't have a fucking first round pick. Yeah. And I mean, at least that paid off, man. People kept telling me what no way we were getting a first round pick for Sean Payton. I said, Y'all are smoking ass or you don't yeah. know ball. No shit. Like, like, but hey, man, we got that first round. It ain't till late, you know. But we'll take it. Um, it's it's to where if they wanted to, I mean, they could make a good move at twenty nine. But I mean, if they wanted to, they could package because uh, they have two second rounds next year. Right. Uh, they could package and move up this year. Um, but who knows, man? I'm fine with them staying where they are in the draft this year. Um, taking who they take and, and let's rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I have, I have not been, it's not been any secret that I want them to take Hendon Hooker from Tennessee this year. Um, and depending on who you talk to, that's a bad idea. I think it's a very good idea. Well, it was um, a bad idea to, uh, still Drew Brees from the, what was it? The Chargers. Yeah. Nobody wanted Drew Brees, man. They were trying to get rid like, of his ass. Drew Brees was a was a square coming to New Orleans, man, and and him and Sean Payton took over. Him and Sean Payton made made NFL history. Yes, they did. And look at them now, both of them as far from New Orleans as fucking possible. Like man, now, Drew Brees playing pickleball somewhere. <laughs> now, you, you you know yeah, no shit. You know a little bit about uh, or golf somewhere. Yeah, you know a little bit. Uh, probably you've been a little bit more tapped in than me. Uh, what, what is the reasoning? Why do you think that the, the psychology behind, uh, Sean Payton leaving the saints is, is there like a reason it's like, not just some emotional thing. Like he can't deal with the pain of being there anymore. It's clearly not that right. Like it's more like he need, he wants to go play for another team and build another team or like, what is it? I, dude, like I said, I'm just a fucking fan. Oh um, yeah. And, and I've, I've, I've had, it's hard for me not to be emotional about it because just like you, I mean, I've had, I've had, had a lot of emotion like built into him and, and, and that team for a long time. Uh, if you want half my, of just our, half of our opinion, life. yeah, if you just want my opinion, like right now, uh, I mean, right now I'm, I'm going to tell you that he quit on us. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that he quit on us because he saw what this year was going to be. Number one, you can look at him in press conferences and stuff. Last year, when his last year coaching us, and he looks like he's 66 years old, 70 yeah. years old. Miserable. Like he looks like, yeah. So, I mean, look at him on Fox and everything this year. Look at him yesterday, the other day, signing this contract with the Broncos. Looks healthy, looks vibrant, looks like he's been a man that's been on vacation for the past year. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, yeah, I think, I think he saw what a headache we were about to become. I thought, I think he saw like how hard it was without Drew Brees, um, that year. And I think he dipped, man. That's just, that's just me being honest. Uh, and that's not any kind of educated. Like I just fucking, I'm still salty with his ass, man. And I feel like he quit on us. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me not to see it like that right now. I love the coach. I, I hope he does good. I hope we beat the shit out of them when we play them in this uh, in the Superdome this year. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a lot of people who think that he's about to go over there and make another another uh, championship team. And 
like the way that I mean, listen, the way that there's so much conversation about him going over there, it's like they're talking about like he might be able to drag some players over there. And it's like I'm thinking like in all fairness, in all fairness, the guy has got one ring. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's got like 15. It's not like Bill Belichick said that he wants you to come play for the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I don't know that Bill Belichick is as uh, Bill Belichick as he used to be, but uh, that's the thing, man. Uh, I mean, Sean Payton is one of those like he is a, a an, an offensive genius, um, but I don't. I mean, he's putting together a good a good uh, a good staff over there right now, and he's got people. He, he pulled somebody from the Saints the other day, uh, Rex Ryan. Is uh is interviewing Rex Ryan is thinking about coming out of retirement, coming out of broadcasting and everything to come be the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. That's crazy. Dude, that's that's lethal to me. I mean, like, it's, it, it's like you hate to think about it. It's like you know you couldn't convince them to come to New Orleans. They're like it's too dangerous there. <laughs> Rex Ryan, man, he he wasn't like. He was, I don't know. He he was he was a decent head coach, man, like with the Jets and everything, but like great defensive mind. Like mm-hmm. great defensive mind. Um, I think I think that'd be a good move if he took that job, like for, for the Broncos at least. Um and then man, if anybody's gonna fix what Russell Wilson has become this year, it's gonna be Sean Payton. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's 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 the only combination over there that's gonna fit. Um it's just if it's going to work out or not, man. I don't know. Russ, Russ just might be be terrible now. Yeah, uh, I hope. I mean, it'd be crazy a crazy story if he came back and you know Sean Payton goes at like the I don't know. They create this new team that it's pretty much becomes a new legacy team for the next ten years. Oh, I'd be salty. I'd, I would I'd be, be mad. I'd be mad, and I would I would immediately become like a big Broncos hater. Oh, like yeah. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. fucking lie, man. Like, what if what if they literally became like the next like Patriots? Like for just like even five to seven years. Like they just go like they go to the Super Bowl five of the next seven years. Yeah, man. Uh, that would be hey, so that's shitty. what you gotta worry about with the Chiefs right now. Yeah. Like, oh no shit. Like worry about them doing that. Uh Patrick Mahomes and that team, man, I feel like they got at least two or three more championships in them in the next few years. Yeah. Oh, um, he's definitely not cards, done. right? You know, it's crazy. I know, I know that he ain't had nothing to do with the Super Bowl, but I was a little salty in that video I was watching earlier. I don't know how much you talk about Joey B, but I mean, Joey B is out of here too now. I like Joe Burrow, man. I really do. Here comes the butt. Um, here comes the butt. No, I no no but dude. I Joe Burrow is one of those guys. He, that's gonna be your next. That's your that's your Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry. Yeah. Is 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 Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I have nothing against Joe Burrow. I have everything against Bengals fans who fucking cried all they did about that game and everything. And this just goes back to what I said earlier, told me to shut the fuck up years ago when all that happened to me. Um, so that's, that's, that's where that came across, you know? Uh, absolutely. I can got nothing against Joe Burrow. That is a, that dude is a generational talent, man. And he has been, um, he just seems like a fire ass dude. Like he just seems like a cool ass guy. Like you yeah, don't, you don't get does, caught up in man. those scandals or nothing like that. 
Yeah, he's Joey Cool, man. Yeah. Like that game, that game where they played in uh, Buffalo in the snow a couple weeks ago. Like, dude, that man, was insane, was, dude. Like it was yeah, like that flawless. Was so much snow. Yeah, and he played like he was on the beach somewhere. Like, yeah, I literally with the whole time getting ready for that game, I'm like, you know. Buffalo, I mean, it's kind of all the stars were aligned for Buffalo to win that game. I mean, the last time they played, homeboy got hurt. They canceled that game. It was a huge spectacle. Understandably so. It was, you know, that guy was fucked up. I don't remember what his name was. Jamar or something, maybe. Uh, Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, all that shit happened. And, but it was like, and then they come back. They're in the playoffs. Like, and I'm like, well, you know what? It's, it's kind of Buffalo's, you know time to shine because it, you know, they've been building up for this moment and not to mention like here they are and it's Buffalo. I mean, they've done pretty good the past couple of years and dude, I'm like, but you know, Joey B and uh, you know, I guess the rest of the Bengals. And then like, as soon as the game came on, I saw it was snowing. I was like, Oh hell no. <laughs> I was go. like, yeah, it's like the Bengals are going to lose this fucking game. I did not have faith. I was like, there's no way like this shit is crazy. And no, dude, um, Joey cool, man. Joey cool came through in the clutch and does what he does. Like yeah. that's who he is, man. That's who he's going to be for coming for the coming years. Like, I mean, as controversial as that game was in that ASC championship, man. I mean, Joe Burrow was, was, was on fire that last drive. He threw two picks in that game though. You know? Yeah. I mean, can't have that, but yeah. like, Hey, like he'll be back. You they know? cleaned it up. That's yeah. He'll be, he'll be around it's for like, a while. That's the thing is like I rooted for the Bengals all last year in the playoffs, like because of Joe Burrow. I was like, hell yeah, like I want to see this man do that. Um, and then Eli Apple. Oh my god. Eli Apple got on scum Twitter of the fucking earth, dude. And and said everything he said, and all these Bengals fans like backed him. And everything, and dude, I go to war with people on Twitter, like <laughs> over over football, man. Like I do, it's just it's fun. But you know, nasty things are said, and they went, you know, to backing him. And ever since then, I've been like, well, fuck the Bengals and yeah, no fuck shit. Eli Apple and anybody that's gonna claim him, they can go to hell, you know. But like. No, I ain't never got anything against Joe Burrow. Dude, I fucking wish that. Did, did, have, did, will the will or have the Bengals ever played the Saints? I don't even know if that even works. Yeah, they they beat the Saints this year. Um, did, did they play in New Orleans? In, in in the Superdome, it was a big deal. Okay, and there you go. There's, I hope there there's some fights, salt dude. for me. I hope there there's was some, some salt fights. from me because you had a bunch of uh, a bunch of people that would be Saints fans and everything going. Oh well, you know I'm a big OSU fan, so I, I'm gonna root for the Bengals today when they come down to yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, because you know they're gonna win, bitch. Like, man, that don't that don't work like that. Like, yeah. I love Matt Corral from from Ole Miss last year. Like, one of my favorite college quarterbacks of the past seven years or so. Yeah. Um, he plays for the Carolina Panthers, who are a divisional rival of the Saints. And yeah. I'm not about to be like, go Panthers. I'm not about to be putting on no fucking Matt Corral Panthers jersey when they come to New Orleans and everything, being like, I'm rooting for the Panthers today. Yeah. No. I fucking I fucking put on black and gold every Sunday. That's it. That's all I do. Like Absolutely. I ain't putting on nobody else. I hope he does good any other game except for two games of the year. And that's when he plays the Saints. I hope we beat the shit out of him every and that's, time. You know? That's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like, look, I wish you well any other time, but when it's between us and y'all, it's us. 
Yeah, man. Like, dude, I ain't, uh, that's that's what being the fan is. You gotta you gotta have loyalty. You know what I mean? And like, I, dude, I I've been through some dark times being a fan of Ole Miss and being a fan of the Saints. Like, like that's my teams, man. And I've suffered with them for a long time. And yeah. I tell you, Shane, when the lows are low, they're low, man. But those highs that we ride, man, they feel so much better. Dude, I know, man. It does. And it's crazy because it's like as a kid, like my dad was born and raised in Lafayette, Louisiana. So it's yeah. been LSU and the Saints. I am one of those. I come from one of those families, LSU and the Hell Saints. Yeah. And it's carried over into my adulthood. And like there's been times throughout my life where I was less interested in sports and times where I'm more, well, let's just say football in general. There's been times where I was less interested in football and there's been times where I was more interested in football. And like, the peak time that I cared about football was obviously the period where we've got Sean Payton, Drew Brees, uh, uh, fresh uh, off of get winning a Super Bowl for you know a decade, and then it just kind of yeah, faded man. away. But COVID honestly kind of killed my uh, you know paying attention to football and shit like that as much as I used to. I definitely have paid attention this past year because of the fact that uh, I did a fantasy league. The first year that I did a fantasy league, and I actually paid to be in it, and. Uh, and I came in second place. I made it to the – I almost won $400. And so, like, all throughout the year since I was doing well, obviously, I'm fucking paying attention. And it really forced me to start paying a little bit more attention, not as much just to the Saints, but just to the whole league. You know, you got to pay attention to a little bit of everything whenever, yeah. you know, you're doing Fantasy League. And, like, this past year just really got me. It's like I really – really wish I could be like my second team was green Bay. And the only reason really because of the fact that like, they were kind of fun to play with on the games. And I've always thought Aaron Rodgers was cool. He seemed always yeah, yeah. more like a bit of an underdog, you know? Yeah. And which I think is very fitting for green Bay, by the way, to be the underdogs in any scenario. But, um, man, he had a science teacher or some kind of like some kind of professor or something like that at Cal, um, when he was in college tell him that he wasn't ever going to be shit pretty much. Like they, they asked him what they, what, what he wanted to do, you know? Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to play in the NFL. And they said, yeah, you'll never do that. Absolutely not. And look at that dude right now. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no shit. And he, now, he, did did he ever win a Super Bowl? Yeah, man. Yeah. He's they got did. one. They, they beat the He's Steelers. One. Yep. Um, it was crazy. But, you know, he does – he goes on that Pat McAfee show every Tuesday, and he was on there not too long ago and said something, was telling that story, and he was like, and look at me now. Look where I am right now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He's he's awesome. I love that shit. I guess this was last year maybe. Yeah, this I think – or it might have been the year before. But whenever they, they, was, they beat the uh, Bears, that was the year before last. The year before this most recent season, and they beat the Bears, and he was they were in Chicago, and he's like, "I still own you." Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah, yelling at the crowd, "I still fucking own you." And it's Been just around like, that man. long, man. Still got that fire in him, you know. Uh huh. Um, he uh he tripped me out, and I can't remember when it was, man. But uh, it was a few years back now, and they were playing, they were playing the Seahawks, and they they lost to the Seahawks, and uh. They asked Russell Wilson in the in a little interview after the game about something. You know Russell Wilson, big big religious guy. You know Russell Wilson was like, uh, "I guess I guess God was just a Seahawks fan today." Oh. And 
somebody told this, they were asked Aaron Rodgers in the press conference after the game. They said, you know, this is what Aaron, you know, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson said. And he said, uh, I don't think guy gives a crap about a football game. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah. Like, but it was just, you know what I mean? He's just one of those guys. He's, he's going into the, he's, he's doing some wild shit right now. Yeah. Like, as we speak. He is exuded out of his brain right now. You know it. Yeah. (laughs) His motherfucker's on like puking his brains out on ayahuasca. It's probably in the fucking field in Green Bay somewhere in fucking who knows Bermuda or something. Well, he's he's going into. okay. look. So, like I said, every Tuesday he does the Pat McAfee show. So he's going on there tomorrow and then he's going to be in Thailand after that for the next four days. And what he's doing over there is he's doing what he's calling what they're calling a darkness retreat. Yeah. He's, you've read about that? Well, I heard about it. For some reason I thought it was supposed to start today, but I guess it makes sense that it was starting a couple of days. Well, he said, okay, like, he's going for like four days or whatever. Yeah. And um locking himself in that dark room, man. And I dude, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be 30 this year, Shane. And I don't like being in the pitch black too long by myself. Like, yeah, me, me neither. If I'm walking through my house, you know, I, I flick a light off and I hurry to the next spot with the light on. Yeah. <laughs> Just something I hadn't lost. So four days, dude. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do that. My mind wouldn't be right. Oh my God. And so they're talking about him going to the Raiders, correct? Man, there's there's all kind of rumors out there. The Raiders are a thing they've talked about. The Jets are a big player for him right now. Like uh from a bunch of the people I've seen talking about things. Um, like the the Jets are a heavy player for the guy, apparently. Um, and I think they've put out there publicly that they're willing to drop a bag if necessary. You know? Oh man. Oh perfect I mean? perfect world scenario. We just you know, give the fucking, you know, I don't know, give half the French quarter to him and just tell him to come to New Orleans. <laughs> hey man, he would have fun in New Orleans. You know, it's a good spot. Dude, he would be so well accepted in New Orleans. Like, you know, Dude, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if Tom Brady came to New Orleans, he would be out halfway through the season. They'd be like, okay, well, we're going to get rid of you because clearly nobody wants to, fu- probably not. Everybody be like, yeah, we're going to fucking win now, but or we're going to at least have a winning season. But if like, like Aaron Rodgers would retire and be like, I will just be a king here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, dude, did you see uh, Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, he was the, the coach of the Cardinals for the past few years. Uh, he got fired uh, about a month ago. Oh, shit. What for? I'm talking about because they, they suck. Um, Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury was the coach of, the tech, of Texas Tech, and he got fired from Texas Tech. And immediately got the head coaching job at the Cardinals. So he failed. How does that up. work? Yeah. How does that work, man? Uh, anyway, it happened to him. Okay, but get this: he was still on contract when he got fired from Texas Tech, and they still had to pay. Him. Yeah. Okay. Now he's still on contract from the Cardinals, and he's still getting paid from the Texas from Texas Tech, and the Cardinals still have to pay him now that they fired him. Damn. So the news broke that Cliff Kingsbury was getting fired from the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm talking about 28 hours later, 32 hours later, something like that. There's pictures popping up of Cliff Kingsbury taking pictures of his half naked girlfriend on a beach in Thailand. Like, 
that dude dipped, man. They said, okay, we're going to move on. And he said, no problem. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah. It's it's almost like he's got it down to a science at this point. Yeah, man. But like, I mean, that's crazy that, that Matt Rule was like that until he took that new job. Uh, he got he got cut from the, he got uh, fired from the Panthers this year and was still, was still owed like $82 million a year for the next couple of years. God damn. That's a lot of money, <laughs> but had a stipulation in there where if he took a new job, like they, they weren't going to pay him no more. Uh, they, they would work something out that they would negotiate it to where that new place that he took that job would, would be responsible for some of that, at least oh, some yeah. of that. Yeah. So he signed, he took a contract uh, to be the new head coach of uh, the University of Nebraska. Um, which, hey, Matt Rule was not a good uh, NFL coach. Yeah. But he is, he is a great college coach. Um, has been known to turn programs around. Baylor was a shit show. And then Matt Rule showed up and uh, completely turned Baylor around. Probably going to yeah. do the same with Nebraska. So. Well, good for Nebraska. Oh yeah, fucking. So, who's your who's your Mississippi? Who's your college team? You be paying attention to college football? Yeah, man, that's what I. That's what I. Um, man, I'm a born and raised Ole Miss dude. Like I, I, I love Ole Miss football. Always wow. have. Uh, that's always been my team. That's, Owen, that's like my Owen Wilson. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Wow. Uh, Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> But like uh doing doing the blog and everything though, man, like I try to I mean, like I'm I'm I've always had this motto about it, man. Like I'm a I got I, I'm I root for Ole Miss, but if uh if, if Mississippi State like a couple of years ago, Mississippi State's playing in the college baseball world series, you right. know Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. What the fuck do I look like rooting for Vanderbilt? To win yeah, that game. Fair enough. I, that's like I, Southern I Miss too. From, Southern Miss did uh you know was in not too long ago too. And well yeah, baseball. like any any game, any any game or any sport where like you know a Mississippi team is going up against somebody, man, I'm rooting for them. Like I'm a big time homer. Like I'm rooting for the home team, you know. Oh yeah. Um and and until it comes down to oh, a state's playing Ole Miss tonight, well, you know, I'm right. rooting for Ole Miss. Like that's yeah, that's get- how I'm going, you know. But like, I'm not about to watch, you know, Southern play uh, Virginia, you know, Tech, and yeah. be like, oh, go Hokies, yeah, like, let's go, let's go Tech, oh, dude, no, Golden Eagles, Southern Miss to the top, let's yeah. go, hell yeah, like, man, I I don't know, I just can't. My brother kind of put that in me when I was young. He was like, "We root for, we root for Mississippi teams. We root for the Saints, and we root for the Braves." Like, so like that's again. I hate to it, Matt Corral and Matt Corral got uh, drafted by the the, the Panthers. Uh, I remember texting my brother and joking around, and I was like, "I can like root for the Panthers part time," you know, and just joking <laughs> around. And he was like. Can you can you root for the fucking Mets part time? Like, can you? <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, hell no! Like, no, I can't. You're right. I guess I can't do that. Like, stupid. Like, fair enough. Yeah, man. So, damn, that's crazy, yeah. dude. You heard about this fucking? You heard about the shit that they've been having to? This is a hard segue, but the fucking uh, the shit that the people been shooting out of the sky. 
Yeah, like I've seen where they've they've shot the that the balloon, but then I've seen where the mil they said the military shot UFOs down. Listen, bro, they said they said they shot down the balloon. We all heard about the balloon right away, immediately. And then and then there was three unknown aerial objects in the past three days, or excuse me, in the past like five days that the US has had to shoot down, like in Alaska and shit. And they had to shoot. Yes. I think there was one over some fucking uh, some not maybe not Michigan, but somewhere close to Michigan. They had to shoot another one down. <laughs> like, what is going on? I I don't know. I mean, there's a few there's a few ways to look. Anybody, if you if you're listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, you should just Google the shit. But like, they more or less are saying that these shits like they don't know how. Now, mind you, I take everything that both the media and our government says with a, like a grain of salt. Like I have, <laughs> like I don't necessarily believe anything that they say, but like you only have as much information as you have. So, you know, All I right. kind of always just look at it like, well, you know, this is probably a half truth to some degree. But they say they don't know how these things are capable of staying in the air, you know, like, and they still, they won't tell us what these things are either. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, it's like a cylindrical object flying through the sky. It's like, okay, so is it something that could carry a missile or is it just like a, a box that's floating through the sky that weighs 2,000 pounds? Like, what was inside of it? Undoubtedly, there was something in it, you know? You guys didn't undoubtedly shoot it with like a fucking Scud missile in the sky and blow it into a billion pieces. <laughs> like, undoubtedly, if the things weren't shooting at you, you guys found a way to shoot it. I mean, these you're professionals, correct? You yeah. know, which 40,000 feet is pretty high. Like, I don't know. Like, what is the scenario here? Did you shoot it down with where somebody was within like, you know, 20 miles of there? Did they hear it hit the ground? Like, wh what's going on with that? You know, like, anyway. They said they showed up and like, they, 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 I saw a report where they said they have identified what it is, but they gave no further information other than that. Yeah. And, and in so all fairness, what is that? You know, yeah. Like, in all fairness, I kind of understand. You know, there's several ways you can look at it. There's part of you that's like, maybe it's something that we don't all need to know about on public television and every news outlet. You know what I'm saying? It could be something that they that doesn't need to be out like that. But you might should just say that. Like, I don't know why they don't ever just say, hey, we really can't tell y'all everything that it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that it's like either A, it's actually our shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like. There's, I've thought to myself, it's like the balloon thing happens, and then they are, they, it's quite possible that they're like, oh, yeah, we've got this shit right here that, you know, we don't even know what it is, but, you know, it flies in a way that we don't know how it works. And, and then all these other countries are just like, well, it's not our shit. So, like, if it's not theirs, and in all reality, it could be ours. And we're just like, oh, and rather than us being like, oh, look at what we have, our way of showing that off is like, Oh, we shot this thing out of the sky that was like some crazy, don't know how it flies type of shit, you know. Like, and it's, and the other countries are probably like, oh shit, well fuck, who is that? Is that them? Is it somebody else? Or is it fucking aliens? <laughs> yeah, like, or, or or it could be something from one of these other countries. You know what I mean? That right. They said it made it through these radars and detection systems like un undetected. You know what I mean? So. What better way to not look like a fool other than be like, oh, we shot a UFO down. Um, yeah. That, that, you know, it's, you know, escape detection by our system, not the enemy 
<laughs> well, the enemy has infiltrated the border. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and another thing that's crazy is like, you know, they're like nobody supposedly I mean, this is all alleged. Nobody was going to say anything about that balloon until a citizen was like taking a picture of it and being like, yo, what the fuck is that? Like, I have got to report this because I don't know what it is. And it's like, that's when the government was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we knew about it two days ago. Oh, wow. it's like, so you guys knew about this before it got over, you know, Montana or wherever it was that they're like, yeah, we saw it when it was coming into the country. And it's like, Nobody knows exactly how many of these balloons there were. They said there were some in South America. There were some down near the Bahamas or some shit like that. And it's like all these happened to be just randomly in the sky at the same time. And that's and when China all from China. Yeah. And well, China claimed those. China was like, oh, it was, a, you know, some type of commercial something, something, uh, you know, accident. Like this was private sector shit and they just didn't take care of their balloons and their balloons went fucking flying all over the world, which if. We trusted China 100%. percent it would be like, oh, damn, fam, that sucks. Well, we'll try to get them back to you in one piece. <laughs> but it's like, for one, you guys didn't say nothing about this until we said something about it. Yeah. And then now here we are, not even two weeks removed from the balloon, and there's been like fucking, you know, three more things shot out of the damn sky. And it's uh, they're like, well, fuck it. We're not claiming them anymore. It's like. And it's like, are you not claiming them because you know they're not yours? Are you not claiming them because you know they are yours and you thought it was just going to slide with the balloon because you thought we weren't going to continue to look up at the sky? It's like, were, were you guys just so comfortable with the, There's never been anything shot down in like on American soil like that before. Like, that's never happened yeah. before. I mean, hang on. I think about that. I'm pretty confident that it, if it, it either has never happened or it hasn't happened, has anything ever been down on US soil before now. Man, China, I saw something earlier today too that said that showed that like somewhere in Canada, this like forest cam captured like these green like laser beams. Yeah, it was off the coast like, of Hawaii. From, oh, that's where it was okay. Yeah. You saw that? Yes. And they said that it was a Chinese satellite that was shooting down those laser beams. And it's like, is are y'all just saying it was a Chinese satellite because we need to get it? China's the boogeyman right now. Which, in all right. fairness, that's fine with me. I don't care for I don't care for the CCP. I have no problem with the the, the people of China. I just don't <laughs> care for the CCP. I always feel like obligated to explain that. But at this point, that's, I think that's a good way to put that because you'd have just opened up with I don't care for the Chinese. Yeah, fuck the Chinese. No. <laughs> yeah, this thing right here says downing of Chinese spy balloon is the first time military has shot down foreign aircraft over U.S. soil since World War II. Oh wow. Yeah, in July 1942, a Japanese jet was shot down over the Okaton Islands in Alaska. Damn. Yeah, so, like, it's just, I mean, in all fairness, that makes sense. I mean, when, you, when was the last time you heard about somebody getting their shit shot down the U, on U.S. soil? Never. Yeah. Not in our yeah. lifetime, for sure. But when you read it, it's kind of, like, crazy to just think about how long ago World War II was. And man, or, or, I don't, man, I don't know. I Something, yeah, it's that's a long time ago, but at times, like, it doesn't feel that long ago, you know. What I mean, that's sure. before our lifetime, but like, in the like the grand scheme of things, and that's not really that long ago, like, that's right. like my grandparents were young, you know, they were still a lot, you know what I mean? Like, right. 
Like, I don't know. That's, that's not, that's, that's one person that go, you know, that is one of the things that always gets me about slavery. It's like two generations ago, you know, two and a half generations ago, slavery was a thing or not not necessarily slavery, but like for sure, like the racial divide for real, for real, like a bunch of fucked up shit going on, you know, like, like that ain't that long ago. Like one, two people ago, like your grandfather, your great grandfather, like, yeah, and that That's shit's crazy. crazy. But it's like, uh, and you know, kind of same thing with like World War Two and World War One, which World War One wasn't that long before World War Two. It's like, uh, but uh, World War Two. I mean, it's great. Also, crazy. We had we've had Vietnam since then. We had the Korean War since then. Lots of wars, man. Oh, Two wars. I, guess I, I keep forgetting about the fact that we've been at war for the entirety of our life. Just about. <laughs> yeah, man. Like. Uh, 9-11, uh, 9-11. <laughs> uh, no, you shouldn't be laughing after 9-11, but. Oh, my uh, homeboy, just, my homeboy Tim's got some, uh, top tier 9-11 jokes. Hey, speaking, speaking, of, I don't know anything about that dude, per, but I follow that dude like on Instagram and stuff. And that dude is hilarious. <laughs> he is a funny son of a bitch. He, uh, was my neighbor and we were in the same homeschool group as kids. Okay. And we're Man, we're still friends funny. now, but it's just that's how long I've known him. That dude that dude trips me out, man. Um but yet nine eleven, dude, I was don't the only reason I laugh is because I started thinking, um I can remember everything I did, everything that was going on in my day, uh that day. Yeah. Uh, my wife is only a year and a half younger than me, doesn't remember it all. Damn, that's crazy. I don't get, you know what I mean? Like this, that's not that much of a, a time difference but for us, you know what I mean? But like, like she isn't that much younger than me. Like, but I don't know. Like there's a bunch of stuff that she, she doesn't remember that, that I remember like, and if, you know, being a kid. Yeah. And, but I, I guess a year and a half is, you know, is, is, is time. Like there's shows that she don't remember, you know, that I, that I, that I you know, that I, I used to like and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, I was pretty young. I remember I was at my grandmother's, my great grandmother's house, and I was watching on TV. My parents were, uh, my parents, my dad was at a doctor's appointment in Jackson. And my mom had brought him up there, and uh, he had had a stroke like a couple of years or around that time or whatever. So he was having to go back and forth. He was Gucci or whatever, but I, mean, I say Gucci. I mean, he's still like straight. He didn't have like one of those like. I don't want to say it wasn't life altering because it obviously affected his life, but like he could walk and talk and he was good, but he just he had like high blood pressure or something, anxiety and shit. Yeah. But, uh, but no. So, and they were at a doctor's appointment in Jackson and like immediately after that shit happened, like we're watching it on TV at my grandmother's house. Like my parents, like my dad was like, fuck this doctor's appointment. We're going home. <laughs> like this shit is crazy. <laughs> Like, uh, and then, yeah, they, they pretty much came straight back home. And I remember that being like, absolutely terrifying because I, was I mean, in second grade and I was at school and I remember like people coming across the announcements and saying, teachers, check your emails. Like when you can, I remember the teachers check their emails and everything. Um, our teacher, we had these little TVs in the room that only got like the news stations and she turned it on and like, there's the like buildings burning. Yeah, thing. I don't know what the fuck was going on, uh, but we ended up getting out early that day, and I remember me and my mom going up to the junior high to get my brother, and then like going straight to the gas station. And I remember all the gas stations being packed. Yeah, like 
And I can remember be freaking out, like, because all I'm seeing is these buildings burning and people are saying we're getting attacked and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like nine years old, eight years old, you know. And I asked my brother, I was like, are, are we going to get bombed here? And my brother was like, we live in Pearl, Mississippi. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it funny how just a couple of years, like, like the thoughtful, like, like legit, like logistics of how things work. It's like, I don't really think that we're uh top of yeah. the list. Like, nobody <laughs> even got bombed up there. Somebody just drove a plane into a building, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it because obviously it was crazy and it affected our country in a wild ass way. If people in Mississippi were like, we got to go get gas. Cause it's over. I mean, that's shocking. That's like, that's like a massive traumatic, like, but what's crazy to me now is if some shit like that happened now, I feel like we'd be over in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody's so desensitized, especially because yeah. the past few years, it just seemed like it's crazy shit every yeah. single day. Like hold on to your seatbelt. It's like, very, it's very seldom. Well, dude, I'm dead ass. Like for 2020 to like halfway through 2021, like every other week, it felt like it was over. Like this is yeah, this is yeah. the end. Started with you know like what was what was it at the beginning of 2020? It was uh the crazy uh there was there was I feel I feel like it was some kind of we thought we were about to go to war with North Korea or something oh, like course. that yeah and then and then bam uh you know coronavirus and then you know the unfortunate the George Floyd stuff you right know? right uh, and God bless it just kept getting crazier. Dude, that shit was nuts. And elections. then elections, elections, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fucking elections was just as chaotic as fucking COVID, and and then all the like, I don't know, like something I pay attention to a lot is obviously, but like the all the shit that goes on in the culture war type stuff, but like how yeah. like they're censoring shit on uh like Twitter and stuff before the elections, and it's like, dude, people aren't fucking paying attention to this shit, but then it's like this shit, this fucked up stuff happens in politics like all the time. It's just like we're so on the internet. I don't know. Like a big thing, a big uh, theme for like the past couple of years is like there's a war going on for your mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you ever listened to Flowbots, but they had this song where it was almost like he just repeated like over and over again. It's like there's a war going on for your mind, and like that shit made so much sense to me. Like not even trying to be on no like you know super hippie shit or like the the man's lying to you but in the same breath the fucking man is lying to you now more than ever bro <laughs> like yeah man and it's like yeah. I sometimes i sometimes i just want to berate the world with like that kind of information i'm like look at this did you know that there was just a this is real shit right now as we speak like one of the worst like chemical spills ever just happened in like iowa or ohio or some shit like that i'm glad you brought that up man i was wanting to talk about that dude like, ain't nobody saying anything about it well they said that they're arresting people in ohio for talking about it like for reporting it like like for like reporters and stuff for trying to talk about it and they said that they're like throwing them in jail dude the president hasn't even addressed it like they're just they're like oh yeah ufos we just shot a ufo down Check they it called out. it a chernobyl level event yeah they fucking, 
the like this train for those of you who don't know this train google it yourself as i always say but this train fucking derailed and like 50 of these like 125 carts were like filled with this shit that they use to make pvc pipe but before the shit becomes P- and this is butchered i'm butchering all this but before the shit becomes pvc pipe it's a liquid and it was in these containers half of this fucking city like caught on fire pretty much and then like these tankers are inside like wherever all this wreckage and like we have to let this stuff go and let it drain out or it is eventually going to combust and blow up like a goddamn nuclear missile just crash down in this fucking town essentially look it up like i said anybody who's listening look this shit up yourself but and so they opened up these containers and let it start draining out they said there's been like over six thousand just dead fish just popping up like people yeah, they said a hundred miles away yeah, that like cows are dead. Yeah, there's like people saying that they're getting warnings, uh, like from from like city departments and stuff, like a whole state and a half away. That's like, hey, look, just letting you guys know there was this thing that happened over here. So if you're like, basically, if you live to the east of where this shit happened, they're like, maybe try to use some kind of filtration on your air and stuff. Like, fucking, what are you talking about? Are you telling me like, because one set of people are saying hey everything's it's fine it's just that you know it'll be okay humans can deal with it it's not a big deal but they're thinking that they're only saying that locally so people will go to help clean it up like they've got to actually get workers to go in there to clean all this shit like certain shit up to make it just kind of you know the best they can because they can't just leave all these train cars sitting out there that sounds eerily like did you watch that Chernobyl document? Not even the document, the Chernobyl show they made yes, on HBO. They lied and they lied and they lied until all those firemen and everything like went in there. All those people that showed up to put those fires out at the beginning, all those people that cleaned up the 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 debris of the thing, dead. Yeah, those young Horrible people, sickness. those young people hanging out on, on the bridge that into that one episode, like right after it blew, and they're like, yeah. "Oh wow, there's some crazy shit going on over there." And they're having fun goofing off, and it just shows yeah, the little sprinkles just come down on their body, and they don't even realize it. Dude, that's terrible, man. When that dude picked up that one like hunk of like concrete, you know, but they they said it ended up being graphite, uh, yeah, from like the inner chamber of that, and they said it was like him holding like. uh 200 x-rays in his hands or something like that like god that's fucking crazy and that dude's the dude's body pretty much started falling apart and everything and then like his wife was that could turn into a horror movie almost yeah that got sick man like i was like (laughs) yeah that shit's crazy dude and i mean think about it and if if that if even if it's a third of that happening in fucking, I don't even remember where it is. Ohio, uh, Iowa, Ohio. Spill. Um, dude, yeah, like, I mean, dude, think about the cancer that you could see over the next several years come up from shit like that. You know, that's scary. Yeah. This shit right here says residents near Ohio train derailment report dead fish and chickens. Release of toxic chemicals prompts broader safety concerns. Residents wonder wonder whether it's safe to return after toxic train derailment. Ohio, after a train derailment, residents are living the plot of a movie they helped make. How how fucked up is that? Yeah, that's a messed up headline. That is, and of course it's CNN. But like that, yeah. <laughs> so trash. That's so rude. I mean, imagine if like I didn't help fucking make this dickhead. Everybody in goddamn America has PVC pipe. Yeah, man. 
Ohio catastrophe is wake up call to dangers of deadly train derailments or just deadly chemicals. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think I, uh, I heard somewhere like they were all like reading about all that. They said that, uh, some, some people like the people that work for this train company or like in the, in the railroad industry or something have brought up like problems with the brakes on these like these trains or those kinds of trains and that it hasn't really been addressed. And I think they're saying that the brakes are like a a big cause of what made that thing derail. Golly, this shit is crazy. Go figure, you know, humans not wanting to take care of a problem until, you know, something terrible happens. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So check this out. The latest, The Environmental Protection Agency said on February 12th it had not detected any levels of concern of hazardous substances released during or after the crash, though it said it it was continuing to monitor the air throughout East Palestine, which is the name of the town, uh, including inside at least 210 homes. The EPA said it was also investigating soil and surface water contamination near the crash site and had collected spilled material in a nearby stream. It said Norfolk Southern had installed a dam and water bypass system in the stream to prevent contamination of downstream waters, though it did not say when they were installed. In a letter sent to the company on February 10th, the EPA said substances released during the incident were observed and detected in samples from Sulphur Run, Leslie Run, Bull Creek, North North. Fork Little Beaver Creek, Little Beaver Creek, and the Ohio River, and were also observed entering storm drains. So basically, what they're trying to say is this shit is everywhere in the local area. <laughs> and uh, we swear to God, it's not going to kill you. But literally, the maybe. Very, the, the very, yeah, maybe. Uh, it depends on whether or not God is real or not. No, it says right here uh, Ohio Department of Natural Resources officials told. News TV, a Cleveland-based ABC affiliate, that it estimates the crash as of February 8th has resulted in the deaths of 3,500 fish across approximately 7.5 miles of streams south of the town. Though it is working with the Ohio EPA and a company hired by Norfolk Southern to determine how many fish have been killed. So far, at least four class action lawsuits have been filed against Norfolk Southern over the crash, alleging negligence. Gotta be the brakes. Oh, this is what we were looking for right here, baby. This is what we were looking for. And this is literally just the thing that's got like the latest information on it. But this is what this right here acute exposure to high levels of vinyl chloride, a classified human carcinogen in the air, has been linked to central nervous system effects, while chronic exposure has been shown to cause liver damage, including a rare form of liver cancer, according to the EPA. Oh. Oh boy. When vinyl chloride burns, it decomposes into hydrogen chloride and phosgazine, whatever that is, according to the International Program of Chemical Safety. Uh, oh, great. Phosgene is highly poisonous and it was used extensively during World War One as a choking agent, while hydrogen chloride is irritating and corrosive to any tissue with which it comes into contact with. Wow. That is fucking crazy. Shit's just out there in the air in Ohio right now. Just like, good luck. Take your kids to school tomorrow. 
I think I just saw that right on one Twitter post somewhere like earlier today or maybe when was that? Yeah, I feel like that was earlier today. It was when I first saw that. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, that is just nuts, man. And it's like, like I mean, obviously, within the next 24 hours to 48 hours, some people are going to be talking about it. They're not going to be able to not talk about it. Like, it's like if CNN's got an article online, apparently, like on TV, none of these videos, apparently, it's like they're talk, they talk about it for about 30 seconds. And then it's, you know, back to the same pony show of just like, yeah. oh, there's a fucking, uh, you know, aliens and Trump and aliens and Trump, <laughs> you know. Like it just is literally how it works these days. It's pretty much something and Trump is kind of how they, they, I mean, it used to be a lot worse with the Trump thing, but the motherfuckers are so worried that Donald Trump's going to become president again, that they still got to get on there and be like, fuck this dude. Just before you forget, there are aliens on the way, but just in case they decide to leave, you got to remember, fuck Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) They got to make sure that they get that in there somehow. But yeah, I don't know. You can say what you want about that dude as our president and everything. Um, nobody has been more uh, more memeable <laughs> as, I as we, we. I don't think we've gotten as many jokes either way out, out of out of a president, man. Yeah. Even even as hilarious as as George W. Bush was as a president, man. Yeah, they I Donald mean, Trump takes the cake. I mean, it, it's, I think it also just happens to be a product of the times that he was that he's been president. I mean, in all fairness, what's really crazy is the fact that like there was a good stint there where they had like Obama Biden being memes that were yeah. like hilarious. It was like yeah. basically like them two as like best friends. And yeah. it was, like, these were like the best ones. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't even like offensive. I mean, it, maybe it would point out like that Joe was old, like old white man yeah, versus like yeah. the cool younger <laughs> black dude that happens to be president. And it was just awesome that like they kind of had that dynamic, which in our own heads, if we take all the politics out of it, that's how we kind of looked at him anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah. who gives it, this old man? We don't know shit. He don't know shit about shit, but or he's just old. He's there to make it look like he, I literally used to think that. And this was before I was even at all into politics i thought i was but like not at all to the degree after you know 2016 but it's like i always thought it's like well he's just there so like old white people will feel satisfied it's like they literally have a a a black man as president like these people want to shoot them fucking selves like they cannot joe there though (laughs) yeah it's like but joe's there so they're like oh well you know they're democrats but at least you know at least i can just hold on to that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like it's like if, if it was just like two black men they would just be like there's no point in living here anymore or they would rebel they'd be like oh my god i can't especially i mean we're looking at 10 years ago we're not quite eh, 10 years ago it's like so they're like i can't even fucking believe this the world has clearly changed a lot and become a lot more accepting and i'm not saying that every old white person was like that at the time but everybody knows a couple <laughs> i'm just uh I just feel like there was every every other day with with Donald Trump, there was always something coming out that was that was hilarious. Like uh, like yes. I don't even think like politics aside, dude. Like it was just hilarious. Like yeah. he, he had he had things that he said that were just I don't even think he knew they were funny. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, definitely, absolutely. Like, but I mean, dude, like one of my favorite moments of his comes at a terrible time. I'm like, and, and everything going on in the country, like when he comes out of the White House in the middle of all those protests and everything, he like they show them like tear gas and those protesters <laughs> yes. and everything, and he goes over across the street 
and holds up a Bible upside down. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yes. And just takes a picture and like, and dips goes back, back in. in the white. House. <laughs> like, what just happened, man? It's like, how, how really unnecessary was that? Like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> like, now, mind you, I'm not the kind of person that thinks, oh my God, this is like the end of the world because you did that. But in the same breath, like, you didn't. You didn't really have to do that. Like no, it's just outrageous. It's like, and you did it upside down. Like it, on it was one of those, right. It was one of those moments that makes you question everything that's going on. Like, where are we, man? Because you yeah. literally see fucking cops and riot gear and smoke and tear gas and all that stuff. And then like, there's Donald Trump, like just take a picture in front of a church <laughs> here. Take a picture with me and my Bible. Yeah, this is going to be great. We're not afraid of them. <laughs> We're not afraid of them. Uh, this was great. We're glad, glad we went out there and did this. And they talked about that shit for weeks after that. Too. What's, what's hilarious is that's probably the first time he's touched that Bible in at least 13 oh, years. If. <laughs> if. And you know, a bunch of people saw that. Uh, the, the marks out there, man, saw that and went, oh, man, what a. What a Christian man. Yeah. I went, oh my God. God uses that was the, the their favorite thing about Trump at first. Mind you, I, I pretty much have this like rule, like the not really a rule, but the top like one hundred people in government can't be trusted. It's like I don't care. It's like one another one of those things where it's like people who are like billionaires. It's like if you're yeah, somehow yeah. a billionaire, you're probably you're automatically in a class of just like I can't I can, we can't relate at all. You know, yeah, now you like, become the president too. So yeah. And it, well, yeah, and it's like to me, it's like I don't, I just, I don't like any of the presidents at this point. I yeah, don't like dude, any of like, those dickheads at the top of government. But it's like with him, like I just, I swear, like he was a fucking a pure anomaly. There was, there was somewhere I was going with that. I don't remember. I got off on a, a tangent talking about the billion, the billionaires and the millions. No, but uh, <laughs> shit, I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't throw you off. Man. No, I mean it doesn't matter. I'm sure all this stuff I probably have railed on about this bastard. Ever oh, I was gonna say I used to shit on Donald Trump like constantly. It was like one of my favorite things to do because it was fun. And then like when I thought the world was gonna end because of like all this shit, I immediately had to like start. And I had a kid. Like that's also another thing. I don't really care about Donald Trump, but like I start to have like politically, I start to see things a little bit differently than just like yeah, man. Let's just save everybody. You know, like uh, I can't just like go off on the rails. Like let's all get on a train and wait for the world to save itself. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. We all need to die so the plants can grow. You know, I'm, I'm not on that shit no more. I'm like, no, there's like these motherfucking, like the, the Chinese, no, the, uh, the, the CCP, like literally would come over here and put chips in our brains if they had the chance. Oh yeah. For like, sure. So we actually need somebody, somebody to make good enough decisions. I'm being dramatic about that, but our like I don't <laughs> hey, really dude, at this point, man, there's UFOs flying around there. <laughs> at this point, I don't like I don't I don't question too much, you know. No shit. <laughs> Until they say they're ours, uh you can question everything. Yeah. <laughs> dude, we have uh been talking for almost two hours. Oh shit. Yeah, and it's been awesome. You notice it, man. It. Yeah, Me it's too, great, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm glad you came on. We, we've got so much more to talk about. So I definitely would like to uh, have you back on soon. Man, yeah, dude. You hit me up anytime. I'm t- I told you what my life's like right now, man. Hell so, yeah, like, dude. Hit me up. Like, I'm, I'm sitting around watching ESPN, writing articles about Arnold Schwarzenegger 
<laughs> farting in the lady's face on the set of this movie. So that's amazing. Like, I mean, there's so much, I mean, especially kind of what, what you've got going on, what you bring to the table. I can't see any reason why there's not more stuff we can do too. So man. Yeah. Like I'm looking for what, like anything that like you or any of them over there, anything y'all got going on, man. Like I'd yeah. love to be a part of it. Like I, I just, uh, I appreciate everybody's, everybody's been real cool to me. Like I said, you, you and him are the only people I talk to (laughs) really, but like, I mean, you're cool already, man. You always have been, but like, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all have been real nice about, you know, bringing me in like as a, as as a new, like, you know, small player of the team. Um, And I was just telling him earlier, like I sent him uh, those updates. I've only done four, like I've done four updates for him. And like, that's the only time I really talked to him, you know, like I, (laughs) I send them. I send them to him at the same time on Sunday nights. Like I'm like, yeah. hey man, just just email that to you for the week, and then like, like I, I don't know. Like I I, I always be like, I, I hope you're doing good, man. Like if you need anything, <laughs> just hit me up, you know. And he hit Hell me up yeah. uh, and was like, yeah, dude, like uh, I got it for you. Yeah, you're all scheduled in, and then, but like I don't know if y'all ever need anything for me, you know. Always, always hit me up. Like I can, I can help out. However, I'll, Dude, I'll yeah. hold a camera for somebody, man. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be creative with whoever, you know. That's awesome, dude. That's a great energy to have for sure. And uh, the feeling is absolutely mutual, sir. And oh, uh, dude, I, you got, you got just. I, I, I want to pick your brain just for one second. I'm sorry. Go I, for I it. Didn't mean to. Uh, I wrote down a couple of things I specifically wanted to ask you about. Uh, uh. I told you in a message not too long ago, man, like I'm, I'm so slow with the UFC stuff and with the MF, MMA stuff, like, uh, like trying to get content for it on a site and everything, you know, um, yeah. I got, yeah, a, yeah. I got a buddy. I've talked to you about doing some things. I got a buddy who's, who loves the, loves the sport too. And is wanting to do some things. Uh, what I was going to ask you about though is, uh did you say? Did you see Dana White's appearance on uh, Pat McAfee the I other day? I did not, dude. Dana White was on there, man. You know, it's like big because you know all that shit just happened with him and his wife, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And like nobody's like really, he hadn't really done a bunch of press since then. But he was on Pat because Pat and them were in Arizona, and he came on and was talking. Um, some things I didn't realize was. 31 seasons of the ultimate fighter. Yes. And uh, like, got a, the new season that's coming out is going to be probably the biggest one ever. He said that, uh, Connor, Connor McGregor is, is the, is the coach of that. Yeah, uh, Connor McGregor and Michael Chandler. Oh man. Michael Chandler was a two time champ in, uh, Bellator. And then he came to the UFC. I mean, he was, I think, I think he came to the UFC after he had lost a couple in Bellator, but still, so what came over here? He's, you know, he's won a few and he's lost a few, but his fights are like pure entertainment. Like it, it is all gravy. And Conor McGregor hasn't won a fight in like, well, he's won one fight in like the past six years. Uh, Dang. like the biggest form of an illusion ever. Mind you, I'm a, I almost named my son Connor. Yeah. Because of Connor McGregor. Hey, but then he, this, I'm pretty confident the night he was conceived was the night that fucking Connor lost to Khabib and got jumped <laughs> by, uh, Khabib's people after he talked all yeah. that shit and threw that dolly through the window. Uh, I remember seeing that. That was a, that was a crazy night. Yeah. It was crazy times, bro. That shit was nuts. Uh, but yeah, Connor McGregor is going to come back and host the ultimate fighter, him and Michael Chandler and Michael Chandler and him are going to fight after that. And that's going to be lit. But Michael Chandler is probably going to fuck Conor McGregor up. 
You think it's going to be bad? I do not think that Conor McGregor is going to win that fight. <laughs> uh, Michael Chandler Man. just Michael Chandler just put on a fucking stout stout war with Dustin Poirier, who just beat Conor McGregor twice. Yeah, and and Conor, uh, excuse me. Uh, when was that fight? The uh, Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. That was just a, like a month or so ago. How long ago was that? Let's see. It probably wasn't that long ago. I mean, it might have been in November. Maybe like the end yeah. of November. Uh, yeah, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I remember when that one was going on. It definitely wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough ago to, you know, I mean, to be put because there's been a couple of pay per views in between. But I remember it, it was a huge fight and it was great. It was an awesome fight. And Dustin Poirier is that dude, like underdog from hell. Like he's fought for the belt twice and he lost. Uh, he might have fought for the belt more than twice, but I know that he fought twice in recent times, and it sucked because he lost to Khabib, and then he because he got ta- he had to tap, and but Khabib did that to you know D- Justin uh, Gaethje, and it sucks. Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier both fought for the belt against Khabib and lost, and they got tapped out, and then both of them fought against uh, Charles Oliveira, and they both got tapped out by him too. And it just sucks because they both have been so close to the belt, but they can't get it. Um, Man, yeah. No, dude, that was was a couple of things I had. Like, I was just wanting to talk to you about uh, just because I'd seen it. Like I said, man, um, like, I know that they they do fights almost every Saturday now, right? Yeah, almost every Saturday. And I love that shit. Over before one of these, like, next, like, big ones or something, I'd, I'd love to do, like, a you know, like, like a, like a, a, a cool zoom where you like, a you know, the night before or the night of or something, you know what I mean? Let's do uh, it. I'm for, down for sip this. Cause like I said, dude, uh, I don't have any kind of MMA like coverage on them on their UFC coverage on there. Um, and I know, I know people, you know, pe- people like, people like to read it and I'm just not that I love watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love what, but I can't, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the best at, at, at covering it, at talking about it, at especially as passionately as it should be, you sure, know, like, sure. um, and if I'm going to do something, I want it to have its, have its rightful, you know, I want it to be done right. You know? Yeah. And I'm Hey man, UFC, UFC it. is hot shit, bro. Hell yeah, man. Um, so like, I'd love to do that with you one night. If, 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 if you would, if you'd be down, dude, that would be excellent. We should do that Hell shit. Yeah. We, we should do that shit live. That would be cool. We could that, fucking um, we could literally watch like the main car or like you know main three fights or something like that and do this shit at the same time and do it live. Dude, that would be fun. That'd be fun, man. Um, I just saw uh somebody do they they live they live streamed them uh doing a watch along of the the Royal Rumble a few weeks yeah, ago. That's awesome. And I I thought dude, it, it was a it was a cool live stream. You know, people were in there talking in the chat and stuff and. Yeah, we recorded cool. uh, we recorded a podcast like we started recording it towards the end of it, and my uh, homeboy Jason he like was okay. My homeboy Jonathan was about forty five seconds behind me and Jason's uh, stream. The stream we were watching was forty five seconds ahead of John's, and so John was like, "Could y'all please just not exert your excitement too much whenever something crazy happens." <laughs> And it's like uh, Jason could not hold it back though. Like every time somebody come out, I'd be like, "Oh shit, it's such and such," and I'm like, "No, Jason, don't ruin it." 
And John yeah, was, John was like, just like, all right, I'm done. John was like, this is <laughs> this is like WrestleMania to me. He's like, I like Royal Rumble, like it's WrestleMania. J- Jason just continued to just spoil it for. Him. But I mean, we had a good time. We talked for two hours t- watching this shit, and I don't even watch wrestling that much. But when it comes to specifically those two guys, we do tend to you know go off on it. And Jason, you know. I, I went with both of them to uh, Elimination Chamber, continuing on, of course. But what? Uh, that's awesome. I went. To, we went to Elimination Chamber when The Rock beat CM Punk, and this okay, was like yeah. ten years ago or some shit like that. Yeah. It was in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center or whatever. Dude, I was always a huge wrestling fan growing up and everything. Um, yeah. The past year and a half, uh, really, really, ever since WrestleMania last year. I'm sorry, uh, I've. I've kind of been on a little bit of a kick. Like I tune in a lot more than I have in the past 13 years, you know? Right. Um, just cause it's fun to, it's fun to see every once in a while. And it's a nostalgia feeling too, you know? Sure. Absolutely. But, but uh, yeah, I've had I'll, my, I've had my on and offs of uh wrestling over the years. You know, I watched it in the nineties when I was a kid and then yeah. like my folks were like, yeah, we can't watch this shit no more. And then like later on, I started watching again whenever John Cena and Randy Orton were beefing. And, you know, everybody else who was around at that time. Good times. Yes. Good times. And then, like, now I just kind of go on, like, two or three-week sprints where I'll watch stuff and keep up with it. And I keep up with a lot of the drama just because, like, the stuff like the Vince McMahon shit, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's, that's definitely some nutso shit. And then, like, CM Punk and AEW, like, him going and being an asshole over there and getting yeah, more they, or less fired or whatever people didn't like him over there man apparently people you know apparently he was he was an asshole to a bunch of people a bunch they, of people in the locker room they say he has a huge yeah. ego i i, I could see that you yeah. know yeah i mean i could see any of those guys having egos because that's yeah. literally what they <laughs> pretend to have all day every day but I'm you, have assuming, you seen that one guy mjf i've heard of him did he he cut a promo, man, after whatever, uh, uh, you know, a live, live event they did. And, you know, this is probably a month, month ago. And I can't remember what he was going off of about, man, but I found this one little clip and it was just, he like, he's talking to the press and he just goes, anyone have any questions? No. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Oh, wow.